Welcome back. Love Boat Project, episode 10. This is the last I am your host, Mike. This is your co-host, Mike. And this is our good friend, Buddy. Welcome aboard, Buddy. How are you? I am doing fantastic, gentlemen. It's a pleasure how to are be you, here. How are you this evening, sir? Mike? I'm I'm good, Mike. Um, yeah. always I'm excited that we're in double figures now. It feels like just a short time ago we were doing the first episode, and now we have ten in the bank. Yeah, ten. I like I like being at double digits. We're only two hundred and forty away <laughs> from being we're done. Right there. So, we're so we're right, right there. It's within grasp. Well, we're very happy to have you as a guest this week, buddy. Uh this week, uh this episode. Uh, center one of the main storylines is about a chef. Mm-hmm. Our good friend Buddy is a chef. So, before we hear about right. your chefdom, currently is a chef, Buddy. Have you ever been on a cruise before? Negative. Nope. No, mm-hmm. do you know of anybody that is a cruise ship chef? No, not currently. I, I did, I worked with a girl once. Um, at a restaurant down on like uh like tenth and walnut. I worked there for a little bit. She did like um Hawaiian cruises. I don't know if they were cruises, more like um private chef stuff. Uh she liked it. It was cool. But she was young so and she was I have this hot, I had so. this note I wanted to ask you, because we had this conversation last week too. There was a plumber. On it. He was the cruise plumber, and we were trying to decide if cruise plumber is a top tier job mm. in the plumbing industry or not. So, would you think cruise chef is a top tier job or not? Yeah, after seeing sure. this episode, it is. It is. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you say yeah, that I mean, because it's like because the... people have to eat? Yeah. So, well, is it? Is it? To, someone has to figure out what it is they're going to eat. Yeah, is it a is it on par with like a nice hotel restaurant chef? Is it the same level? You, would you I say? Would ima- it? I would imagine something would like imagine that, like so, a nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, spoiler, Chef Borg Borgia. You know, at some point he's in Cabanaware. Like he he is definitely enjoying <laughs> yeah. the, the the spoils of the cruise more than the plumber guy was last week. Yeah, or, no, or he, he definitely just... had like three suitcases. About yeah. That. It was all chef wise. Like he wasn't living the gimmick. Like he didn't walk in as a chef. He had like no, one. No, he didn't. Was wait, was his outfit when he left the ship the same as when he got on the ship? Yeah. It yeah. was very similar. Yeah. yeah. So like not he's not a lot of same. not a lot of like changing of different, but I bet he's got like 50 pairs of chef whites in there. He had that. So what about his outfit hat. when he came when he came into the kitchen on the strike night? Was what that the same on? outfit? I think so. It was definitely the same color. You have that stupid hat on? And when he was walking through the hallway, I think the hat may have changed. I think he had more of like a fun fedora. <clears throat> Did he have a hat on every shot? He had that like um, Andy Cap hat. He definitely he was wearing a hat eyes. every scene. He yeah. had a hat. Uh, I wonder now, what that's about. You're not going to see Al Marinaro sans chapeau. Not on this show. No. Nope. Uh-uh. No. You want to see that? You. You watch them HDs, Tuesdays, H- Tuesday yeah. nights. Right. No idea. Tuesday. All right, so that's we're going to talk about episode ten. We're still in season one. Name of the episode: Dear Beverly, the strike and special delivery. Just mailed mailed them in just, this week. Mm, the title: mm, Department of Literal. 
Yeah. We are on a boat of love. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, air date uh, would be December 3rd, 1977, as we always do. We want to know what was on. As always on CBS, the Carol Burnett show Juggernaut continues. And on NBC, there was a movie. It, it's so funny because it's like there's only three networks. It's yeah. like, so we're already talking yeah. about the one thing. Right. It's another movie. Okay. Movie's called Deadly Game. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, a military convoy is transporting something apparently for disposal. They pass by Sheriff Abel Marsh's town and they are passing by property that's owned by Amy Franklin, who is the girlfriend of Abel's deputy, Malcolm. Okay. Before they know it, everything around the property is uninhabitable. The army returns to clean things up and make restitution. But there is one nagging question. Was this an accident? Or was this deliberate? That is something Abel is most interested in finding out. Starring Andy Griffith and James Cromwell. Andy Griffith? How young is James Cromwell in that Reading that? You would never think it would be. Oh, it's Andy. It's an Andy Griffith vehicle. Definitely. There's no hot dogs. What? There's no lawyer. There's no Southern. Like <laughs> nothing. What role? What role is Andy Griffith play? I don't even. I got that when I saw it was Andy Griffith. I couldn't stop laughing, and I just I moved on. He's got to be the main guy. I, I would property think. owner, right? I. It's got to be. And he's got to be sheriff. Abel Marsh. I guess. Yeah. Has to be. So what yeah. are they just driving around like nuclear waste and they spill it all over the property intentionally? I mean, it's the late. I don't know. What a wild movie. Like a these weird. Movies, these Saturday night movies, to your point a couple weeks ago, why is anybody watching Love Boat? <laughs> these movies are amazing every week. But this is just. I don't know. Stop. I don't it. know. It's pre- I mean, I was I was three years old, so I don't know what yeah, I don't people's viewing habits were. My parents are so, know, yeah. I wonder if people just kind of kept on it. Like you would turn on a network, right? If say I liked ABC News, do they just keep on ABC keep keep it on ABC all night just because Maybe. it's more convenient? Like I'm a, we're an ABC family. Well, I because wonder if you, there was you stuff would like have that. to. You would have to get up to change the channel. Right, yeah, right. That's true. And Plus, there were only that. three channels, like you said. But I wonder if that and network if choice was based on like their favorite <laughs> local or, or national news program. Sure, that helps. And plus, if you're an old, Probably. if you're an old, this love boat is way too racy for your blood. Oh, so far, yeah. They don't so want to so It's either the movie or Carol Burnett. And if you're not a fan of comedy, I'm watching you just uh, well, you know what? If you're a package or whatever that was called. If you're not a fan of comedy, I'm glad you said that. It's a great segue. <laughs> you could have seen the Flyers uh beat the Colorado Rockies six to three. Or I'll take that devils. That's right. Or you could on have their, on their the, on their march to the cup. That's, that's right. right. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna win Fourth so many in a row. row. Yeah. Mm. Uh or the Sixers lose to the Rockets, one sixteen to one twenty. But don't Rockets, forget baseball. Team. I wanted to team. find just any baseball. Give me one baseball story for December. Well, December. This day. Yeah, one story. Uh, the White oh, Sox signed free agent Ron Schuler. Oh, huge! 
Mm. Huge move. That's, That's by the White Sox. Is that like the, uh, is that like the third <laughs> year of free agency or something? Like not that? a starter, by the way. He is not a starter and is a yeah, That's a good point, pitcher. but there's not even really free agency at that point. Mm-hmm. No. So Ron really now. not bringing in money. Yeah. So I'm going to get to the episode summary. Uh, advice columnist Beverly Blanchard neglects husband Russ and drives him to another woman. Uh, Merrill. We're on a first-name basis now. Merrill wages war with <laughs> Chef Antonio Borga. Julie's friend, Jeff Smith, which, P.S., is the most vanilla name ever. Like, two-syllable first name. Like, like come on. Yeah. Come well, on. that really took... That really ended up being a harbinger of the entire plot line. Who's it? That, that, that imagination. So. I think you already know how I feel about that. Just is separated from wife, Gail, but doesn't know she's on board carrying his child. All right. Fair enough. So... Let's get to the guest stars and then let's 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 get on the boat. First star, uh Ava Gabor. Um Hungarian actress and socialite. Um starred in Green Acres. I, I'm not I'm really saying, familiar with Green Acres. Me so, either. I know the theme song. Our second but... Green Acres. Yeah, yeah, the, the theme song. Right. The housekeeper um was remember, she was in like a lot of Green Acres episodes, we found out. Really? So oh, this, oh, 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 yeah, that's right. I, right. I this is our that. second Green Acres person, but yeah, besides the theme song, I've I've not seen anything. I think Eva Gabor is a better actor than her sister. I thought she I was pretty so good. Too. Ja, ja? Yeah, she yeah. was more like interesting <clears throat> fact about old Ava. Not a lot of words. No, uh, yeah, definitely. She was. Yeah. Uh, so that Green Acres show was on from '65 to '71. It was canceled in 1971. And here's the weird thing. It was canceled in the CBS quote unquote rural purge. <laughs> this was a policy um, that CBS basically adhered to in 71 to get rid of the network's rural based TV shows. Green Acres got the axe and the Beverly Hillbillies got the axe. So, kind shows. of a weird reason to cancel a show, right? So, rural this was purge. CBS's version of driving a truck with um military grade nuclear weapons and then dumping it into the rural the rural tv landscape and andy griffiths is eating a hot dog just perplexed at the whole thing (laughs) and whistling with a young ron howard uh Mm. leslie nielsen canadian by the way i did not know that really yeah i didn't know that uh like we all know leslie nielsen what 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 a what a canadian treasure he was uh, appeared in more than 100 movies, 150 TV shows. Leslie Nielsen. Fantastic, was. fantastic guest appearance. He really was good. Great. He was great. He he got right to the point. This dude was just all about getting it on. Dude, Russ, like, Russ Blanchard won the day. Like He he didn't want to go on this vacation. He, he com- didn't even complain. He was like, I'm registering this one complaint, and now I'm going to be over here. <laughs> I told so- you. I told you, hey, and by the way, carry my suitcase, just like that short gentleman did a few episodes ago. <laughs> the cool thing was, this is, pre- this is still a couple years before Airplane. So he's literally just he a was, serious actor. He was yeah. a serious actor. Yeah. Oh, it's great. It's great. I, I just love Leslie Nielsen. I really do. He's just Canadian. Canadian. I felt like we. I felt like he was ours. And now I'm, I feel sort of. Yeah, that's the problem. That's he doesn't even out or anything. Yeah, no out or you know, no. sorry, sorry, no sorry. Boots. Uh, I gotta say, the one mm. thing I did love about him, I loved his pants. 
I wish that I could wear my pants that high. Oh, like they're he's up like nipple height. Yeah, they're up. They there. Could, like, it's I, weird. Cause then if you like, mm-hmm. if it looks like you have like a, if you have like a little belly or whatever, who doesn't, then it just looks like, like, whoa, like you have that Chris Christie thing going on, you know, like when it's softball, not that, not to that, that's a, that's 10 on the, that sort of thing stale, but this is more like a three, but it's still a weird. Yeah. He really was well dressed. He really was well dressed the whole cruise though, because we've seen guys that like, get dapper but then their dress down is terrible like even when he was canoodling like he was he had it together so. yeah was i wonder if that's more he was like casual a, crisp yes. casual crisp it's almost yeah, like he, iron, he like irons crisp. his polo shirt but that's like old school like i don't think that's really of yeah. the 70s as much of that's like more of the 50s based on you know what i mean like that was well, and I watch, think like, they white Christmas, yeah, yeah. everything's all pressed they had, and everything's pulled up. But, the Blanchards yeah. had money. Like they, yeah, they yeah, established yeah, yeah. that pretty the Blanchards clearly have money. So. Absolutely. Uh we're moving on to uh, Al Malinaro uh as chef Antonio Borgia Borga played Al DeVecchio in Happy Days. Yeah. Uh Officer Murray Greshler on the odd couple. I was a big I, I like the odd couple an awful lot as well. Uh, here's a fun fact. I like to find a fun fact. In 1987, Molinaro and fellow Happy Days cast member Anson Williams opened a chain of diners called Big Owls. Oh. Not successful. Oh. Not successful. <laughs> what year was that? 87. Yeah. 87. Kind of trying to capitalize on the, uh, on the fame there. I mean. When did Happy Days awesome. end? Pots eat like 83 or 84. And then like. Joni loved Chachi. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but I thought Al didn't Pat Morita replace Al on Happy Days? Vice, vice versa. Oh, vice versa. Yeah. Now, speaking yeah, of. I did, I did some research too. So. Good for I appreciate that, dude. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, yeah. both Potsy, Potsy Weber, Anson Williams, and Pat Morita are coming up mm. on episode. In the same We're episode, get happy days crazy here pretty soon. Oh, I like it. Mm-hmm. This is already our second happy. This is our second happy day, right? Do we need to do we a separate Bayo. podcast? We do have Scott Bayo. Yeah, yeah. Um, next one is Pamela Franklin as Gail Smith. Number one, she's British. Who knew? Really? Yeah. Wow, really? Born in uh, Yokohama, Japan. She had kind of an interesting growing up, just tons of TV appearances. We know how that goes. Let's yeah. stop messing. Let's stop messing around. We know what the she main had event that, is. She had that vibe about her. I can see that. There's a TV show that I loved growing up, and that TV show was called Spencer for Hire. Yes. And his friend Hawk. Let me just tell you, I love Spencer for Hire. Like, love, 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 love. So when I saw this guy, I mean, I, I almost got out of my chair and started cheering when I saw him on the screen. Let me just tell you a little bit about my friend Robert Urich here, okay? Number Bob one, Urich. Bobby, Bobby Urich. <laughs> uh, he was on the crime series Vegas, Spencer for Hire, obviously. Here, fun facts here. Went to Florida State University on a football scholarship and he played backup center, FSU football wow. scholarship. And he I went into acting. He's a pretty big guy. Different game. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how tall he was. I mean, I know he was big, but. 
Uh, he moved to California to follow his dream of acting based on the advice given to him from another famous FSU alumni. Burt Reynolds. Burt Bert Reynolds. Yes. yes that's what got him going. Here's That's not even the fun fact. Here's the bonus extra fun fact. He later starred as Captain Jim Kennedy III in the short-lived spinoff series Love Boat, The Next Wave, in 1998 for 25 episodes. Oh, I kind of remember that. I kind of do, too. I don't at all. 1998? Yeah, that's late in the game for a love boat. So, so Yurik... I was not watching a lot of TV in 1998. No. So, Yurik and Leslie Nielsen Mm. come back multiple times over the next couple seasons as different characters. In fact, I think they're both on this season, which is weird to have such a quick r- turnaround. In the same season as different characters? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know they're in the can before the original one aired. So it's like, what? how did they, or what, what would make them think that, oh, we need to double up on old uh, Bobby Urich this season? Like we versus- haven't, we know it, we know it happens because we, I think we've talked about a couple other guest stars that do come back relatively soon. I will be curious to see if they go in a completely different direction. Like they didn't do anything with Yurik in this one. He was kind of just, it could have been anybody. It could have been a cardboard cutout. Yeah. Of this. I'll be curious to see if they give him a little more to do next time. Yeah. So that, yeah, it wasn't really until the end where he really started to like exhibit. Yeah. Exactly. Just just anything. Yeah, he was just like, tall in this episode, basically. Yeah, just break it. Don't stop breathing and just be tall. All right, let's get on the boat. Oh, uh, here we go. So, cooking ware gets wheeled aboard the cooking ware gets <clears throat> wheeled aboard the ship, and Julie explains to Isaac and Gopher that since their usual chef has appendicitis, all right, they- uh. He's being temporarily replaced by Chef Antonio Borgia. Nobody. Why would this guy need to bring Uh, on all new equipment to the boat? It has to be episode worthy. Yeah, he can't just sneak in there. Was he bringing his own pots and pans and stuff? Oh, he had. Oh, he had pots. He had pans. He had strainers. He had a bunch of stuff. Um. (laughs) Well, let me ask you, as a chef. Okay, say uh, you're a chef. You're going to some new. He, job, there were right? there were I looked. You, there were like there were pots that were like still in the plastic wrap. Would you bring your own pot? Like you bring your own knives generally to a new job, or oh for like sure, I own, would bring my own well, knives. Pots? No, right? No, 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 no. Okay. I would have I would have my like my my knife bowl with. Fair enough. This guy's a diva, right? Knives I mean, and different different. <laughs> He's coming in like Liberace of, of yeah, like he's chef. Because he doesn't even introduce himself. Like he's just like Borgia. No. Chef boy. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like I'm supposed to have heard of you. Who are you? You're filling. Yeah. You're, you're really yeah, yeah. filling. Yeah. yeah. So. And then let's make fun I don't of know, Julie but the, the whole the whole chef thing in, you know, nineteen seventy seven could have been different the way that they presented themselves. Maybe. I know that I know the industry was completely different. Chefs, oh, it was all drugged up know, and there's, crazy. You know, there's there's an there's an ego to it, right? Like you, you have to have an chef, ego or else. Our last chef had such a small ego 
that he woke up at three in the morning to deliver a cake and put a hat on. Mm-hmm. So he had PJs and a hat. It and was, now he has appendicitis. This is probably why he has appendicitis. They're waking him up at 3 a.m. Well, exactly. Right. Uh, well, he's committed to the job. He is. Com- I love it. And Mike, you started to say it here. So Chef Borga uh, says a uh, comment to Julie about being way too skinny to attract a mate. Mm-hmm. And immediately I'm going, oh, no, 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 no. You're saying that to the wrong person, meaning Julie's crazy. Like Julie's has so, her self esteem is so low. And I base that on like, her relationship with the married dude, the way she was, you know, going to hook up with that over 60 tour guide. Like, don't tell Julie, Julie's going to throw herself off the ship. Like you can't well, tell Julie so that kind th- of stuff. Do you think that comment then immediately gets her hot to try for Jeff Smith? Cause she's on him right away. when uh, he gets on the boat. But that's a familiar thing too. They say that, but again, this is, well, she Julie, didn't know he was Julie divorced, did, remember? This is like, three times that she's jumped a guy. Yeah. You know what? Good point. She jumped on him like a spider monkey. She didn't even know he was divorced. Or he's yeah, not even divorced. True. Like she didn't even bother. She was just like, let me jump on you like some sort of marsupial. Like, what do you Well, we've established that Julie isn't really that stringent about married guys. No, 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 no. That's true. That's true. Heart of gold, that Julie. Heart of gold. Just looking out for you, Jay. Woo! Uh, the chef promises <laughs> that he can fatten her up in no time. Uh, Julie assures him he's going to greatly enjoy feeding the masses. And Chef Borges just says quite loudly, and a jackass for a captain. Yep. Just, yeah, he just like, it just comes out, like, just right away. Yeah, like, no kind of waste in time. Like, just, huh? <laughs> well, I wonder. Makes me wonder I want to I know about the backstory. It's got to be more than immediately. I'm like, what's the backstory? Yeah. Like, what did this guy do? And I'm like, uh oh, but it's funny because I'm like, when you start to see Captain Steubing approaching, I'm like, oh, it's about to go down. Like, you know, no, you didn't. Yeah. Uh, He knew. The captain knew that he he did. Honestly, the captain is the one who should have, who should, like, he was the one kind of being a D to this chef. Oh, totally. Totally comes um, off as a, as a. Well, and I'm saying that based on what he says. He says, uh, Captain Steubing, who's standing close enough to overhear it, says, What did you say? Chef responds by telling the crew that he has nothing but disdain for their captain. And the reason is he once added ketchup to his booyah base. So there's a reason right there that he's pissed off at that captain. But why did the captain. Did he truly do that? This is a tenuous grudge. Plus, something else is happening here. So here's my my thing, too. If if he knows he's getting onto this ship to go for... How how long do they go for? Like a week? Ten days. Ten days. days. He knows he already doesn't like the captain. Why did he take the job? Did it... Was like... Yeah, you're you're probably right. That's the thing. I I feel like I'm going to end up being a stooping defender on this one um really? borgia seems like a real pain in the ass oh he's total gen- and, he makes a terrible first impression and buddy i think that's why he's taking this job is because he's probably blackballed himself from a lot of jobs because of his i mean he goes that's on a good strike. point he's that's been working point. like two days yeah so. i mean and really then yeah and you're fighting over but if you're in a situation like fighting that over it's like hmm, i'm just gonna go to my cabin and yeah not make the dinner rolls. 
Yeah, they should have thrown them off the boat. You really want to put some skin in the game here. Like what? I like Uh, all the ketchup bottles. (laughs) Uh, Well, Steubing said to him, uh, he adds that the ketchup did nothing to improve the horrendous taste of his cooking. And informs his crew that he plans on eating TV dinners. And I think, doesn't he send Gopher out to get more TV dinners? Which... I Which is was funny, kind of funny because eventually Al Marinaro becomes a TV dinner spokesman. Uh, I didn't think about that. What, like a hungry man or something like one of those? Uh, encore. Yeah, was, encore. Encore. Yeah, he was always trying to go to your house and eat eat dinner with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. I don't oh. remember those. They're kind of creepy. He's like standing in the freezer aisle and he's like, I'll be at your house at dinner at five. It's like, like, well, what? Nobody's <laughs> letting you in, bro. What? <laughs> Not that That's lonely. Funny. Like, just because I'm buying a TV dinner does not mean I'm a sad, lonely person. <laughs> and maybe this is a dumb question, fellas. Can, uh, buddy, can you clarify what Booyah Base is? I think I know, but I don't know if I really know. It's it's a French seafood stew. I think I'm 99.5% sure it's like a Lyonnaise, like in the, because it's on the coast. Gotcha. So it's like tomatoes saffron fennel uh whatever seafood you can dig up usually the shellfish it can be really it can be really really it good. sounds like, delicious like a fruited damari yeah. kind of thing with, with like um that sounds delicious yeah but like I, that's what i'm saying is why why did the captain do it's usually served with like toasted bread um i sound woke for all the to sop it up it sounds yeah, delicious yeah. Yeah, it's re- it can, it's really good. I make a good one sometimes. I'd like to put some booyah base. Uh, travel agent Jeff Smith, two syllable name, <laughs> saunters aboard the ship, kisses Julie on the cheek, and tells her that he's taking another <clears throat> cruise on the Pacific Princess because he's putting together a holiday package for the airlines. Which, what? You don't okay. need to go. You don't need to go on the cruise to put together the package. You just call Julie and be like, "Hey, what are you guys doing for the holidays?" It's like, couldn't you just get a brochure and yeah. take it back with you? Like, what do you? Yeah. Well, you're not taking video. Like, what are you yeah, doing? You need to be on the cruise for ten days. He's like a boat and water yeah. and more water. Like, what? Is, what are we this doing? Is like, I mean, he is. He is over. He is over it. Uh, he is over he's, it. He he's is over ready it. to move on. Mailing it in. It's not he, what it used to be. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. <laughs> a, necess- a necessary job. It's not what it used That's to it. be. That's it. <laughs> Uh, he he walks off in such a dejected fashion that Julie can't help wondering, like, what's going on with the glumness? Uh, she kind of wonders this out loud to Gopher. He used to be such a live wire. Uh, Gopher said he heard in the grapevine that Jeff recently split with his wife. Uh, Julie's kind of looking at it, and then we get to the, is that a mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm, or a mm-hmm? And now we clearly see the the chain of command. Julie was like, buzz off. Gopher. Yeah. I told you, so now, Julie. Right. <laughs> Gopher and Isaac work for Julie. I'm convinced of that now. Well, yeah, I mean, chain of command. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But so, uh, like, as yeah. soon what as is soon, Gopher? Is he just the bus boy? Is he a waiter? He's, he's like, a concierge, like a concierge sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, we haven't looked up uh, Purser yeah, yet. Okay. We're holding out. We're holding out the Google to find out what a Purser is. But we want something to be excited for. You know, yeah. moving forward, I I I gotta think it's almost like a concierge sort of deal. Well, you know, this has really nothing to do with this episode, but we are now ten in, and right. Gopher has not gotten 
anything to do. Not one. Like, like Gopher's Gopher not had an episode line. of any kind. We know nothing about Gopher personally. Everybody else we've has seen gotten, his. Uh, we've seen his stomach. Everybody else has hooked up at this point. That's it. Or at least had oh, illusions really? of hooking up. Yeah, I can't see him. He's the comic say, relief. He's got so. Nothing from Gopher in terms of like an actual <clears throat> off-boat thing. There's no, like no depth to the character either. It's more no, just like no. funny or like I see someone plot. cheating. Yeah. He just moves plot. Yeah. <clears throat> he's a busybody too, by the way. Just want to say that. Right, wrong, or indifferent. He's a nosy, he's a nosy McGee. Just want to say oh, that. Yeah, he he totally is. Uh, As evidenced so, by what we get into when, you know, the whole, uh, yeah. when Ava's or Beverly is doing her speech and they. It's not the first time Isaac's wit- witnessed yeah. some uh, tomfoolery and reported back I, I, about Isaac's it. Isaac's got years on the street. Yeah. He's just, he's, I bet you he has so many stitches <laughs> from all of his snitches. Uh, uh, two no elderly kneecaps. women, no kneecaps. Uh, two elderly women. Uh, I love a running joke on these shows that goes yeah. across. And it's, yeah. I, I don't know, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. Uh, two <laughs> elderly women. They're gushing, you know, at Beverly Blanchard about reading her advice column. Blah, blah, blah. Gopher does his best to steer her away. And her husband, Russ, poor Russ, with his pants pulled up to his pectorals, uh, is trying to steer away from the fan. I'm sorry. He looks visibly irked. Yeah. Uh, he, I, he's doing a Mike Robertson about 10 years ago, mope in the corner. I'm not mad. Whatever. Do whatever you want to no, no, no. No, I'm, I'm not ready to go. No, you ready I'm to sorry, go? Oh, no, you're not ready to go? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Okay. So um, the old ladies who I agree with you, Mike, they, yeah. they hold up well. They're actually probably my favorite part on the second watch, just yeah. in terms of I didn't like this as much the second time, but they were really good. You know who they remind me of? Mm. It's a combination of Stadler and Waldorf. Okay. Clearly from the Muppets. Sure. And it's the old ladies who used to do the Denny's commercials and it would be <laughs> like Lenny's Denny's. It's like those, that's what they are. It's yeah. a, it's a combination of those two and they're really excellent. Cause there's like a certain amount of feistiness. That's <laughs> comedic. When you get to these older ladies, it's what's kind of, they don't even give them names at the end of it. It's sister. No, it doesn't even matter. Doesn't and even matter. One. Two elderly. Are women. these are these ladies on uh, multiple episodes? No, I don't think no, so. No, they're they're not. They're not. They should be though. They, they should, should just be. be part of the part of the boat. But like, but, are um, you saying like that character is like typecast for every episode? Like, there's always kind of like um, not always. Not, not as much as I would have thought. So we we have this thought that you could make a lot of hay out of just recording one week just recording a bunch of like reaction shots from people or a couple zingers and just dropping them in. It would really build out the boat. Um, these people could be on the boat every few months and then making some comment, like just like a quick cut or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, they didn't give them a name. They didn't even give them a name. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think it's kind of better because I, yeah. I think it enhances the comedy. There's no backstory to anything. All you're seeing is these feisty old ladies smacking dudes with purses. Like it's just like, all day, all day long, all day long. Yeah. So were they attached? So this was one of the things you guys were talking mm-hmm. about in one of your earlier shows was the different writers for every episode. So this one had the three. Yeah. So were those ladies interjected into every different storyline? 
Yeah, and you know what's mm. interesting? Because you're right. Or this is just... the rare. This is the rare episode where you have a runner that goes through like a through line. I That's noticed true. that the end credits that duh, they had, yeah. they had like story editor or something. So mm-hmm. there must have been to for this back. more of an oversee. Yeah, you know, so it's smart. We haven't, we haven't had that much. No, no, in no, terms of like crossover. No, no, you don't. They're like, not even in the same shot. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like, it's not even they're following one that goes behind the other, and then you. Right. It's always just like boom. It's pretty clean. Yeah, like, maybe because it's three yeah, directors. Maybe they have well, to. I'm like, still convinced. I'm still convinced. Radar wasn't at dinner last week with Phil Silvers. Like, you know, I, I, I think they split it up like that much. So good point, buddy. Like, that's actually a rare episode through line, which is good. I like that. It makes it feel more like a full episode as opposed to yeah, yeah. vignettes. You know? I agree. There's something to link them like, you know, like like a feather blowing in the wind and lands on They're these other in American beauty. Exactly. It's like, ah, oh, here's these two old ladies. Just roaming around the boat, sassy all ladies. up in everyone's business. You go on a vacation, <laughs> girl. Just criticizing everyone, everyone, everything, uh, whatever. Well, Gopher tells these old old ladies <clears throat> put a pin in it until Beverly's lecture on Sunday, and he ushers her <laughs> further away. He tells he tells Russ, "Hey, you got to step off too. You got to back up, Mister." And uh, Beverly apologizes, and Russ explains that he's Mister Blanchard. Okay, he should he should have we, just picked him up and like marked his territory right there. Can we um, can we hmm. put a pin in Gopher being introduced to Mister Blanchard for later? Okay, thank you. Gotcha. Pin has been placed. Thank you. Noted. Uh, we are on. A doctor encounters a pregnant passenger. I don't even know what's going to happen next when I'm seeing this, and I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, this is not good. Because I don't think Doc views it as a pregnant. I, you know what? I don't want to say that. That's a terrible thing that I thought. But I just, I just was like, this it was is a weird twist well. of the, of the, um, like their lines. Like he came in, like he was like, he was hitting on her. Clearly, and then he was the doctor, and then he's kind of, sort of not hitting on her for the yeah. remainder of the show. That was. <laughs> That whole story was weird, man. For a while, I thought they were trying, because Doc's had some little creepy, even for the 70s, storylines here the last few weeks. Well, he comes across as a creepy guy. And this is just so, like, I watched watched this episode. I watched another episode, which would have been episode eight. Yeah. Um, And he just comes off as, like, a real creeper. Yeah. Well, the and so I thought maybe they were doing like a redemption thing for him, but then he sex bombs the chick at the end. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, no yeah. Like, so. Just weird. It's like hit you with it at the end. It's like yeah. Whoa. Don't don't worry. Right. Doc yeah, hasn't Doc turned over to get his yeah. in the end. Um, interesting <laughs> thing. Girl. Interesting thing when they meet Doc and the pregnant lady, uh, Mike. I don't know if you picked up on this. Doc's like, hold on, let me get your room assignment. And he just grabs a clipboard that's just like laying on the counter. So at this point now, security is so lax that not only do you not need really much to get in, but they're just leaving all the ID stuff right. around. So right. it's just like a loose clipboard. 
Like it's when they would hang menus at restaurants when you're standing in line. You know what? I didn't hear one bark of a security dog the entire episode. I just want well, to say that right now. Security dog. After last week, they you probably hear that dog. Security dogs. That dog so. took a long jump into a deep pool. You ain't, you ain't going to see him no more. <laughs> Never again. Sorry, buddy. Uh, the whole clipboard check-in thing is like... What we said before, it's like what no one's pulling out a wallet. So the only assumption sort nothing. of that I that I make is like, maybe there's a, a security thing outside before you even get onto the ship. Like there would have to be right. I would think. So Into maybe that, just like, like, uh, the security that, dogs that are like tunnel thing. May, uh, I don't know. Or maybe before I had, to ask, I had to ask uh, Tanya, I was like, what's this tunnel thing that is connected to the boat? And she's like, Oh, that's how everyone gets on. Like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. But I, mean, I don't remember. We didn't know if it's like, yeah, but I don't know if it's like just when you walk from the gate, to the plane right like right right plane. yeah 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 it's like i'm thinking it has to be something with. like well, who knows but it's so along weird this, along the same lines of the questions is early in the episode but we've already passed it right gopher and julie are standing there before jeff smith shows up and a couple passengers walk by and they say welcome aboard they don't check them in or anything no 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 none of that so in theory only the people like, that are like on the show right it would be like it would almost be like you go through TSA and then go for and Julie or the gate, which I guess is possible. As like greeters. Well, yeah. Like, think welcome about to this. your flight. Think yeah. about this too, right? It, let's imagine you're a, a, a crew member. It doesn't have to be doc in this situation. And, and a person comes up, doesn't have to be pregnant. Any could be man or woman, whatever. And they go, I just want to get my room number. Right. And they go, okay, well, what's your, what's your last name? And they go Smith. Immediately, I'm going. Yeah. You're full of crap. Like, show, yeah. and then they're gonna look down and pick it. Like, you're 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 full of bananas. There's no way that that's your name. I'm just saying it's such a generic. There's no well, cross Smiths. Like, that's how am I? Like, I could be in somebody else's room. When they could just go, can I see your? I don't know. Here's your confirmation number. Lucy, Go- did, they Here's didn't your have, confirmation they have, have passports in the '70s. Yeah. I wouldn't imagine to take a trip to Mexico or. I don't know. It's just so loosey goosey. I'm kind of jealous. Like if it is that loosey goosey, like that must have been. I bet you it was. You took it. You really took it for granted because you didn't know oh, it was yeah. loosey goosey. It was normal, but that's it was just so. Getting, that's everybody getting some on this boat. I mean, people got mad in the seventies yeah, that they I had agree, to, like, like that they made a seatbelts mandatory. People are like over my dead body. Like everything was just so whatever let nature take its course it's just amazing um yeah i think that's the way it was back then i feel i feel like it too like there wasn't it's almost a completely different world than what we we know now absolutely it completely different um eight tracks man eight tracks Oh, let's see she glumly explains to doc that there is no mr smith traveling with her and uh, she says something under her breath that she made a big mistake, which, okay, we can already see that she's an oversharer. A lot of oversharing on this show. Uh, well, she's looking for support. Of course, of course. Still feeling terribly creepy about this whole scene because you know what Doc's looking for. Doc's not, Doc's not like, I would love to be a stepdad. That's not what he's thinking. Like, Did he's Doc, playing the long game. I forget. Did Doc see her profile when he first approached her, or did she turn around and reveal the pregnancy? 
I feel it was like a look down. Like they were both kind of at the bar and he was like a, it was a look down. So he walked in and then kind of got a little extra. I think she walked up. I think I I say bar, but I I don't know. It probably wasn't a bar counter. Maybe it was like a, yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, he did, you know, doc said himself, he likes them large. Maybe this is what he meant. I mean, I knew. I knew you were going to say, this? Gonna say that. What's this all about? I just knew. Throwaway line in episode one that you've brought up oh. every episode since. Because it, 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 it's episode. such a... It, I, Throwaway it line. Just, oh, my God. It's just funny. All right. God bless you, Doc. Uh, Beverly. Uh, she assures her husband that they're going to have a fantastic vacation. I would imagine Russ is already a little pissed off. You know, it's 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 almost like somebody came up to him and basically said, like, hi, um, what are you famous for? Like just completely just takes yeah. her legs out. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been living already, that life. Yeah, he has been living that life. Uh how he'd enjoy it more if he if if he were paying for it and not freeloading off of her success. So it's like you're chopping Which, this guy's got money. Off. Like Russ, Russ maybe isn't the breadwinner in the family, but he, but he could be. Yeah, or he's he certainly not the pool, a pool boy, right? Like yeah. he's not some kept man. Yeah. What does he do though? You think sales, vacuum sales? I don't know. Something <laughs> management, maybe. I don't know. Something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he probably works for big cigarettes. Yeah, something. Yeah, like a Mad Men type situation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Advertising advertising yeah um she says in exchange for her doing one little lecture on sunday they've been given free cruise tickets again not not bad especially if if it feeds her ego it's not like she's hating it we'll Mm. we'll get to it but uh the princess line bad investment there (laughs) giving her yeah horrible like for that massive turnout thank you a lecture thank you all six of you for my 13 minute uh lecture why would you call it a lecture by definition this is not a lecture (laughs) i think it's it's the the, ballroom we've seen it (laughs) it's the it's the good acoustics so everyone can hear you're gonna get splashed it's so dumb. Yeah, it was stop stop swimming. swimming. Stop or swimming. Or if you're going to do it by the pool, everyone in the pool. Let's do it in the pool. Like I, it, one way or another, all in or all out. I agree. Do it in the dining room. Anywhere. It's daytime. They presented the whole thing kind of like as to like catch her off guard. Yeah. Like, like oh, I didn't. Oh yeah, that's God. a good point. Yeah. Like you oh, get a free know. cruise, but you get the worst lecture setup ever. So <laughs> Yeah. But is this how... Now I wonder too with with a cruise, like say you have a big celebrity on a cruise, wouldn't you do something to sort of sequester them or give them space that they need just so they wouldn't be bothered? But she likes she says No, 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 I get that. I'm just curious like how they would handle that. My guess is that if you wanted to have a little more seclusion, the boat would be able to provide that for you. I would Roxy Blue, for example. We've had celebrities on this boat. You know, who took great means to not be found. That's right. So, That's right. That's a great point. I, I didn't yeah. think about that. But you're right, buddy, as well. She loved it. So it's not like it wasn't an issue for her. Like it just fed the ego. And and I bet you it was one of these. Like the the better she started to feel, this dude just went. You know what I mean? Like it was yin and yang. This, the first, this yeah. ain't the first time that Russ Blanchard got put in the corner. No, no. 
That's why he's no, got white hair all. too. He's just yeah, he's only twenty six. Thirty four years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Uh Russ says he's perfectly capable of paying for them to take a cruise. Of course you are, Russ. That doesn't entail her having to interact with her fan base, but she says she loves her work as she does him. All right, this gets a little weird right here. So he says, uh, <laughs> "How much he'd love to make love to her right here, right now." Like aggressive, like like aggressive. Yeah, he like, knew he knew it was happen. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happen. He was saying that just so later he could say, "Well, you said no when I was trying yep. to." That's all that yeah. was. Yeah. Russ like giving somebody a reason to break up with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a passive aggressive move right there. We all. Know I did that. like. I did like that they basically were like, uh, Russ Blanchard has a boner because he was like, I either have to take a shower or take a walk. <laughs> <It was just laughs> like, so. Jesus, dude. Good lord. <laughs> How about you bring a jacket with you? You know what I mean? Just an umbrella, something, a book. Let me borrow that anything. typewriter for a second. I'm gonna go for a walk. Like I don't think that's a good idea. Just, just wood, just wandering the thing with wood. It's just aft. You can be aft out there. Aft. Hello, and you know he he was he was open to like meet. Yeah, so he was just gonna be like, oh, hello, ma'am. Look at this. You know, isn't this magnificent? Yeah. Something. I could have paid for this whole cruise myself. He doesn't, and and she's not gonna even notice because she's so wrapped up in her own fame or whatever it is. Thought he has thought of everything. I can understand his unhappiness. Not a fan of his approach, but I understand his unhappiness. Yeah. It's quite a blow to the ego, I would imagine. Um, his approach, his approach though, was like really kind of just like out of like, um, I got nothing left, man. Well, he was, and they, yeah, but he went from like, and there was just this lady that was just like, "Hi, I'm here." But it's it's funny because he went from like it's completely man, like, unrealistic, but. Like what? What is it? Uh, you know, he just was like, you know, what is that word to uh, uh, something something eyes to something something eyes? Uh, basically, eyes she, she's she's kicking she's kicking him in the bees. And it's just amazing to me that you can to me if you're kicking him in the bees and you're like hurting his self esteem and his ego. I don't know how that next move is like. Well, I'm gonna put them out. I'm gonna put my bees on the table and just get some chick. Like it's a weird, it's a weird turnaround of emotions for me. I think it's odd, but I'm. I mean, dumb it's like too, it's so. like he, Russ Blanchard was looking for any excuse. He was ready. He was ready to get on her like a werewolf. Good lord! Do you think you Russ have Blanchard, a silver bullet, girl? Woo. I mean, he was gonna think, just. Oh. Do you think he's an advice columnist? <laughs> That's why Secretly? he's so mad. He's just like he's like the worst advice columnist, so. or he, or he's sending out oh, so all like the letters. Dueling, they're like dueling yeah. columnists. Yeah, but nobody oh. asks him advice for anything. Or maybe he wanted privacy. He, like in this, in she was just a, a busybody, so he just writes all the letters. A male. I remember, you know, Ann Landers, Dear Abby. Why do I feel like that was a movie in the nineties? What about a male? Like a like a competing. Advice columnist. Well, I mean, um, what's her name? Did that movie where she was like a dog therapist? Remember, um, Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo and Uma Thurman. Yeah, and then it was like, it was thing. a Cyrano de Bergerac kind of thing. But that's but, not the same. That's not the same thing. No, oh, you're talking about like Gift of the Magi, that sort of thing. I cut my hair to give you a brush. Are, you t- are we talking about that? 
move on. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. I'm sorry. Next scene. Uh, next, next scene. scene. Here we are. We're at dinner now. <laughs> Chef Borga. Can I can oh, we get dinner's a Borga in all is, great. is it is it Borga or is it Borgia? I'm can we get a consensus? I'm, I'm saying Borga in my head, but so, he also so was like doing Borgia. the whole like fake Italian yeah, accent thing too. Right. So like that's what I was gonna say. His know. accent is so, his accent is so intermediate like it's he's, in, he's, like, from, it's he's from wisconsin it's like sometimes sometimes it's italian sometimes right. it's spanish it makes no right. sense at all sometimes yeah so it's, it's madison <laughs> it's yeah it's just like oh, geez, well, i geez. sort of figured that but for like, this we didn't have like immigrants in 1977 really well it's weird on this because i just was like oh maybe Sorry. I, I mean York. like modern day yeah immigrants yeah. When I saw his, we're all immigrants. When I see his face, I was like, "Oh, maybe he's from New York." Like I'm from that northeast yeah. area. Oh. I was like, "Oh, from Wisconsin." I'm like, "Wow, I, I read chef. that wrong." I read that wrong. Speaking of Wisconsin, buddy, you are a chef. I, I've always looked for a time to bring this up. I, I, in my travels years ago, I was invited to somebody's house for dinner. I'll keep this brief, and they were making lasagna. So I go in the kitchen. They were from Wisconsin. I go in the kitchen and I say, can I help you? Is there anything I can do to help? Okay. Mm -hmm. They said, yeah, you can cut the Velveeta, slice the Velveeta. And I was like, okay. I thought it was for like maybe a cheese, weird cheese and crap. I didn't know for a dip, something. No, 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 no. This Velveeta was for the lasagna. And I was like, oh, for real? You That goes in the lasagna? And they're like, yeah, you know, that's how we do it in Wisconsin. Um, one thing. Horribly disgusting, but the saltiest, oiliest thing you've ever had in your life. And number two, have you ever heard of such a thing? No, I've never okay. heard of such a Fair thing. Fair enough. It was an awful experience. But it was terrible, man. It's terrible. Having spent four days in Wisconsin two weeks ago, yeah, I can see how um, that could be a thing. Are they just <laughs> bored. I mean, no, they just love the fucking no, cheese. No, there's just cheese everywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. You have uh, to their find cheese curds are good, man. Yeah. So it's like oh, you have yeah, too much cheese and not a, are, I, you don't have enough places to put it. You're good. You don't have anywhere to put it. They have they have an abundance yeah. of cheese. Oh, so you have to everywhere shove it in the lasagna. You have to put fried it everywhere, cheese. man. Just yeah. Fried cheese. Fried yeah, cheese, everything. cheese covered fried cheese, like stuffed yeah. cheese, fried covered cheese, cheese smothered for you. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I think it's it's awesome. Uh, putting sorry. the Velveeta in lasagna sounds intriguingly horrible. I wanted yeah. to throw a flag like I'm, I'm an NFL ref. I was just so. Maybe you got punked. I would. I would definitely have to try it just because. Um, the most subtle episode of punked ever. <laughs> you got it, was just, it was just Velveeta. It was just Velveeta. No other cheese. Uh, that's it. That's the only cheese. That's weird. With like ground. Anyway, sorry. During dinner, Chef Borgia looks incensed as he spies on Captain Steubing, who's dousing the gourmet dinner with <laughs> so ketchup. Much it ketchup. looked like they were lamb too. Like it was. I was like, why would you do? Yeah, that? those are lamb chops. Lamb chops. Are you crazy? Yeah, I little, love those little, things. Little, uh, hat, hat that, yeah. I love those things. And he's I'm just, like, that was a fancy serving boat for yes. ketchup. Why would there be bottles of ketchup at the captain's table for for schmancy dinner where you need a, a short jacket 
Short well, it wasn't a bottle. No ketchup. It was like a. It was like a. Oh, you're right. You're right. Ladle thing. You're right. You would use for like a like a nice sauce. Oh, because it looks like you would serve that dish with like <laughs> onion rings. You know what I mean? Something you would like serve. I mean, to oh, be fair, why would you have yeah. like onion rings and mint jelly? Yeah, yeah. Like, ooh, ooh, why would you have half the stuff they had at the table? Because this is by far the most eating we actually get to yeah. see. Yeah, at the well, remember radar. Usually, last week radar. <laughs> so they showed. Like, they showed radar. They showed radar eat last meal, and literally, what he was, he was, he was eat, after he'd been stuck in a room for like seventy-two hours with only a drug steak to eat. It's like a he's, week. He's eating like hot liquid. Yeah. he's he's just eating hot liquid. Yeah. So anything above hot liquid is like right. hmm? everything. Oh. Every other meal ends in a fight. <laughs> yeah, or somebody leaving, yeah. or somebody being told to go to their room. Although actually, happening. to be fair, somebody did leave in this one too. So, but yeah, I forgot to watch. Remember the one episode they said, "No, you have to sit, boy, girl, boy, girl." I've always yeah. meant to see that if that holds true, but I so far, so far, now. just off today's memory, yes, yeah, because yeah. it's Eva, later on. It's Eva Gabor, Leslie Nielsen. Good call. Oh, and then yeah. the girl, the yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Beverly and Russ. They enter the dining room and run into another couple waiting to be seated. Uh, the wife in that couple talks to Beverly how much she loves her column, which which Russ is just probably just like again throw these people off the like enough of these, you know. Uh, and that her goal was that while on this cruise is to meet lots of new people. Real oh, subtle, like whew. yeah, uh, yeah, not not desperate at all. Yeah, no, not like the I, husband I'm not doesn't literally. even get to talk. No, no sag yeah. card for that guy. I, I get yeah. that. Um, it is awkward being around like a celebrity. Like I, I've been around a few celebrities and it doesn't always go well for me because I don't know what to say. Right. And that's, it's just a weird situation, right. That puts you in instead of just saying, Hey, you want to like, I, I don't even know, but they kind of, they kind of, that woman kind of started it. Oh, she started it and she just like right. allowed it to go. So I don't think that was awkward. If anything, no, I think no. it was rude. That's my point. That's my point. It wasn't even like a, an acceptable way to yeah. handle yourself with let alone anybody let alone a celebrity yeah. you don't just like because the last i mean i would hate some couple walking up to my wife and i going oh we're you know we're big fans of we're big fans of the love boat project i'm like i know i know i know we're here to meet new people that's where i cut it off <laughs> you just made a huge mistake ma'am yeah anyway ma'am ma uh beverly perks up because the ego is getting, you know, she's taking yeah. those, those shots of the ego. Uh, asked Russ if he would be interested in dining with a couple, and he graciously. And what's he going to say? What's he going to say? Because he right. looks like, if he says no, he looks like he looks like a jerk. Right, he right looks off like a the jerk. bat. Like, you, you people look annoying. This husband hasn't even spoken yet. Especially <laughs> so if, 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 you, if you ask somebody that question in public, that's when they got, they got you. Like, you don't even give me the option of giving you another answer, but yes, because then it's just all the negativity and That's all these. You have to like fake. fake pass out. Just turn That's around it. and walk away. That's you what I would do. Like, no, You're no, just like, no. You seem awful. <laughs> mm -mm. Nope. Uh, I mean, they did not look like a really fun couple to hang out with. No, 
at no, all. it was just a bunch of seagulls like chirping away at this lady for free advice. You know, I've been like, yeah. go to the Patreon site, guys. This we're not giving this away yeah. for free. Yeah, but maybe this is. But maybe maybe I have to rescind my earlier criticism of the Princess Cruise Line with this lecture. It seems like a lot of these people are on this thing for her. What did they just bail out? Well, they didn't come to the lecture because they got their free questions right, exactly. before the lecture, right. so they, 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 got, they got off in Matalbach. But the princess, or the princess doesn't care. They got their money. Yeah, we're good. The PP's yeah. fine. We got our money. Yeah. Cha Ching. Exactly. Uh, we're back to Jeff Smith now. Mm. Jeff Smith, uh, Jeff, talking to Julie about so his confused. string of. He's so confused. His failed relationships, his imminent divorce, and his messed up <clears throat> life. That whole makeout scene was super weird. Hell, hell they just made out, and then like ten seconds later, after they're done, she's like, "Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah. How bad a kiss does it have to be for both of you to basically be like, nope, not happening? <laughs> like a mutually agreed upon, nah." Yeah, but I, I think Julie's so nuts. If he would have been like, that was magic, right? She would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Julie's like, she's not. Oh, no, for well, sure. You yeah. Know? So yeah, that Julie was him was... going, no, nah, girl, you know why? Because I'm still married. That's probably like, Julie was bummed. Them. Julie was bummed out. Yeah. And oh, she, she was all to, in. Like, yeah, oh, she let tried me spin to, like, this to make off, it look. Yeah. yeah. Heart of gold, Julie. But mm. like, does he have like, did he like flick her in the teeth? Like, like what I don't happened know what there? Happened. He like, like bitter gum, something. Yeah, he grabbed her bony hips and was like, "Ugh, he's got braces." Uh, like, yeah, something. Or she has an extra row of teeth, like bones. a shark. Or there's something weird with Julie. Or she has like old lady breath. That's a thing. That's you a think thing. like maybe? Oh, you know what maybe it is? She's bow legged. Maybe, maybe she's one of those people who doesn't like smokers because he does smoke a pipe. Mm. Who smokes a pipe, though? Can we? Can I talk about that? I, it just seems like such a dated thing. You never. I mean, seventy nowadays. Yeah, but nowadays, it's not, nowadays, a, young like, it's not a young man. You, no, but like now, you never see my smoke. grandfather. I mean, my grandfather right. smoked a pipe. So did mine. Exactly. Same here. Yeah. Same here. But now, Robert Urich is anybody. like thirty in here. Is He's it because you can't smoke inside? Is that part of it? Because a pipe is not like a quick smoke. You can smoke inside. We just yeah. saw Doc with like 90 cigarettes, like Elmer Fudd last week. No, I'm saying is that why we don't see it nowadays? Now, nowadays. Because oh. of the timing. Because like, I'm not a big cigar guy. Cigars take forever to smoke too. And I wonder. I just, I've never seen a young person smoke a pipe. I've Unless seen a you count like a snowman who is not. I mean, old. depends. Depends what's in their pipe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. You know, yeah, I <laughs> but all right, where are the old ladies uh, now to yeah. hit you? Uh, so, I think the smoking duh. of the pipe is very much like, um, it's like a uh, station thing, right? Sign like of the you're, times, you're sitting down, you're at your chair, you got your book, you're sure. reading something or something yeah. like that, and you get your like pipe, a, like a glass of, your, it's, it's like not a glass like an of on the good. go. It's not yeah. something that's made for like yeah. our on the go society. <laughs> yeah, you're not walking outside yeah. the bar to Crack light, up, your pipe. You know, light yeah. up a pipe. I'll be right back. <laughs> two poles off my pipe. Uh, <laughs> I like to I like to smoke a pipe while I'm seconds. having. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> all, the, all this effort. <laughs> step outside. Uh, <laughs> after this this failed smooch, which we still not sure why it failed, uh, she tells him. Uh, she gets the sense that his heart isn't 
really into it. And Jeff assures her, like, what if Jeff would have been like, like I said, be like, no, girl, I'm a thousand percent into it. Oh, can we get married tomorrow? I live in LA. You know what I mean? Here's my, my I have a cat named Herb. Yeah. Like, who takes Eric probably tasted Buddy Stanfield on her still and was just like, does Julie leave Herb 10 days at a time? Who's taking care of of Herb? Oh, well, listen, there's a reason that a lot of us uh, who enjoyed the social life in our younger days had cats is because you can let those cats go. You can let those cats go for a long time. Yeah, it's her cat, Herb, but like 10 days. Isn't that pushing it a little bit? Yeah, tens a lot. But you have somebody check in like twice and you're fine. Imagine if Herb is only one of her like 28 cats. He's just, <laughs> he's a he's crazy. Yeah. Um, she does give off the hoarder vibes. I love her. I love her. She's got a heart of gold. I love her. She's, she's struggling. She's, a, she's had a she's, she's had a bad little run here lately. Her apartment back at home is dumb. Yeah. I want to see that. I'd love to see that. Oh. Some moldy dishes. And if they did like a cribs three bottle episode where it's just the apartments that they like live a in. cribs, <laughs> Julie <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> That'd be funny. I have newspaper clippings of all you my ex boyfriends. Yeah, here you go. She's one, and then they, she mm, throws They're it out looking crazy, and they're just horrible, guys, the worst trash can ever. Have you guys ever looked into seeing if there was like um, possible spinoff shows from the Love Boat? Well, there was that one we, we talked about with the Robert Urich. Other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean you could have made a Julia. You could have made a Julia show. Wow. Well, no, but yeah. you could have made a Julia show. It'd have been a wild show. I hope I made a joke about this, but I hope hmm. we have not seen the best of Julie. It's I don't soon. think we've seen the best of Julie. It's season okay. one. I think she's okay. still playing it safe. I, I think okay. it, it gets okay. Because think about it, right? Let's talk about like a season two thing. They've had a whole season to sort of like get comfortable in that, in their roles and their characters, kind of stretch their legs a little bit. So I, I feel like season two, season three, we're really going to see that growth in the character. Before I just think it's wild that they had her hook up with a guy who leaves the boat with his wife's baby. Yeah, horrible storyline, by the way. <laughs> just like yeah, you do, really like West Philly stuff. It's just uh, basically Jeff assures her that while she's a fantastic gal, he's still hopelessly hung up on his wife, Gail. Uh, Gail. It's so dumb. Like, I'm Jeff Smith. I'm looking for Gail Smith and Gail. Who Jeff Smith? It's just okay. It's just it it just bothers me. It just, I just don't care. The whole, I just I don't, don't care. Idea I don't care. Have um, live happily ever after. But I don't really want to hear about it. I just don't care about the storyline no, at sucks. all. They gave me like, no why reason. Would you, why would you get on a cruise Pregnant. you were about to, You're give, about to give birth? birth. Yeah. Unless her dream was to have her baby in Mexico. That's the only so, thing I came up with because I thought that too. Maybe, but that's that's, that's, that's wacky. It doesn't even make any sense. Right. So this is, this is our 10th episode. So ostensibly, we've had 30 storylines. We've had a few of these where people shouldn't go on for what we consider personal reasons, like the woman who got stood up at the altar. Yeah, yeah. Like she went on the cruise. We thought that was an odd choice. The woman but who she got up, raped just cried. She ended up, you know, the 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 person who got was in a wheelchair with a debilitating injury who goes on the cruise. Still, don't and know then the this woman was. who 
never talks to anyone else on the boat except Doc. Almost like Doc's a ghost or something. What was she going to do if Doc didn't come down those steps? I she think in the by herself. <laughs> no one would have known she was having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe in the uh, maybe like late, you know, mid to late seventies medicine. Maybe people thought it was contagious. They were like, "Don't let that lady touch me. <laughs> like, I don't want box. one of those things." Just, yeah. yeah, just like no, no lack of information. Uh, no, it is odd though to 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 get on a boat number one that late in a pregnancy. Let's just stop it right there. That's just makes no by yourself. Yeah, not even like by yourself. Yeah, you. yeah, like, yeah. You're you're dumb. You're dumb. That's just dumb. And the whole thing I'm going to assume like because they would have said it right. They would have said, "Oh my god, me and my husband booked this trip a year ago." They didn't say that. Right. Which means Nothing. No. She conscious, it. Didn't even know she was pregnant. Right. Which again gets back to the point of how much does this thing cost? Dude, I, she just decides on a whim. To, she I, was gonna. She was gonna sell is that this baby, her baby moon. You're not supposed to have your baby moon like 10 minutes before you go into labor. Well, you're not supposed to go on a baby moon by yourself. It's, the whole point is, wait, here, see, now I'm No thinking, one has any friends on this boat. Because nobody knows how far along she is more than she knows how far along she is, right? right. So, so we can just use a, a certain amount of reasonable logic to sort of deduct that she knew she was like about to give birth when she got on the boat, right? So why would she get on the boat? The only thing, again, I, I can figure is Maybe she was going to put the child up for adoption in Mexico. Why the hell else would she go to Mexico? You know what I mean? I don't know what else to... I, I can't come up with any other logical thing. They Makes don't no even sense. like give it... They don't... And this is the same thing that happened with the tennis player in the wheelchair. They don't even give it a sentence of attempted explanation. Nope. They just, no like, one even just says... Suspend, yeah. Suspend all your disbelief. You, like, we're not going to give you a reason. Where are the old yeah. sisters now? They should they be should like, you smack, be boat, her, uh, smack her with a newspaper. Well, because she's a single, you know, an, un, an unescorted you know what? woman. You know what? Hmm. That's why That's why we're here. Calling people yeah, that's out. A great point, buddy. That's a great point. Look at you steering the ship, getting us back on course. I like that. Oh, Gail is dining. We're going to figure this crap out. All right, Gail, let's get back to this. Uh, Gail is dining with Doc Gopher and Isaac, which they somehow get on this whole thing about blurting out name suggestions, which is kind of a like a ha ha ha, but to keep going. It's a little yeah, weird. That was, like, uh... It was kind of cool, funny at first, but I was like, yeah. Yeah. So. It was just... Yeah, it was heavy, a little heavy-handed. It was a little heavy-handed. I like just, this. Can I just uh, interject here? Of course, of course. The whole staff interacting with the guests thing, being a hospitality professional myself, I'm just, you know, I don't know how things were back in 1977 on a cruise ship. The whole interaction between the the workers and the guests is a little odd. It's, it's too much, right? It's too much. Like there, uh, there has yeah. to be a line. Like, like. At, well, like they also don't. Is it a perk? Around. Is it like? Is it like a perk? You know, like, but hey, it's very like, must hey, go, It's very focused. It. Yeah. Like there are six hundred people on this ship, and each staff member has basically tied themselves to one person. Yeah, they're all. Well, here's the thing. There's five hundred nine. Which I think if it's if it's, yeah. if it's good, if that's good. That's awesome. Here, here, you got me thinking on this too. Is now okay? Say, like a, a person, like a 
an Isaac, right? Let's take an Isaac for an example. Yeah. No, no, or any 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 crew member. So they're working a full day, and then when their day is done, they have to put on a short jacket and come to dinner and hang out with guests all night. Like, do they ever have? It's almost like they have no free time. Well, no, because the, or they have know, all free time, right? So it's because ro- the it the rocks like are things. So it's like he had time then. I think it's so, a very is this on what they call. choose. I think it's a very on call situation. But you've seen Julie because, just to be honest. Yeah. Doc went from pretty much not doing anything to delivering a baby. Was he drinking? Know? Was he drinking? I mean, I'm sure he was, but I'm just not this, I didn't not, see him. <laughs> at least they didn't put it on camera this time if he was. And I didn't yeah. see him swallow the pills this episode either. So who knows? And we don't know. Not that he, you know, God only knows. There actually wasn't a lot of drinking on this episode except for no. the one coming up. Oh, no, so. there really wasn't. Yeah. Um, Cheers. I'm calling. It does look refreshing. Um, Gopher suggests the name Jeff and contemplates how great. Oh, it doesn't doesn't Jeff Smith really roll off? Isn't it beautiful? It's almost like a Robert Frost poem. <laughs> Jeff Smith. That's a beautiful name. Beautiful name. <laughs> Two syllables. Two roads traveled. Just, one by Jeff Smith. <laughs> not even Jeffrey. No, 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 of course, short name. Let's do one. Uh, let's do one yeah. syllable first name, one syllable last name. It's just oh, awful. And at that I, point, they hadn't mentioned that there was a Jeff Smith, right? It was just Jeff, right? Mm-hmm. Just Jeff. Yep. Uh, Gail gets you know upset, flees the dining room. Doc races after her, finds her sobbing against the railing. She barely knows Doc, and this whole like. Yeah. Let me comfort you by hugging you close and all this stuff and hysterical like, pregnancy. It's just like, I, like run, run. Unless you need medical attention, this doctor's got stuff to do. Like I don't know what I am not. Ha- you are clearly a bummer. You know I don't want to. <laughs> obviously, you're a bummer. You're bumming for two. <laughs> just I don't need to hear this. Come on. Uh, yeah, she leans against him and she's sobbing about how Jeff Smith's the name of her soon-to-be ex-husband and she's still in love with him and he has no idea she's pregnant. Yeah, she delivers all the exposition through tears, basically. Yeah, checks all the I'm crazy boxes, too. Like, oh, and I never told him. You know, yeah, so. yeah, they, just, they don't give <laughs> I'm you... I'm glad you said that. <laughs> they, they almost, like... They don't give you anything good. They just give you stuff to explain the other end of the story. Like it's a locket or something. And it's just like, it doesn't actually make it interesting. So like, oh yeah, we figured out that Robert and and her. But it's just like. It's just Legos. Like, oh, did you know that this goes with this? Like, oh, shut up. I just never cared at all about that. Screw you, Jeff. It's just enough. Enough. And it was just insulting. It was insulting at the end of this to be like this useless circle of a stupid storyline. Like I'm done. Get off the boat. Get off the boat. Good the whole the you. whole story should have just been about the feud between the captain and the chef. I mean, I really, really. Well, throw, yeah. throw in the Beverly one. You can throw in the Beverly and Russ one too. But oh uh, yeah, that the was, third. Yeah, yeah, yeah flesh it, flesh it out a little bit. You can get a little more. But it's almost we'll get to the problems with that. We'll get to the problems with that ending too. It's almost like it was framed as four storylines. And and as Mike and I have seen on many occasions, uh, well, on nine occasions other than this, uh, there's usually the two that are 
but there's there's usually the one that is just a you know put on the pay no mind list, and I feel like this yeah. is sort of it's part like of the course. maybe a little they, lower than normal. They work, but but the funny thing is, a lot of the pay no mind ones are usually wacky comic relief. Right, I, I don't mind just, that. This was an attempt and a miss. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah. <sighs> Uh, next day by the pool, uh, Beverly apologizes to Russ for neglecting him early in the day. I put a pin in something you said earlier about Gopher and Beverly. Is now the time for your pin? Yes. So um, Beverly tells uh, Russ that she's going to work on her book, which apparently didn't come up before. Russ is like, screw that. We're going to get some drinks. So he goes <laughs> over to the bar. And he orders a couple rum Collinses, which is why me and Buddy are drinking rum this evening. Um, so he gets to the bar, and it's Isaac and Gopher. And Gopher asks Mr. Blanchard if that's his wife, Beverly Blanchard. They were introduced in Act 1 to each other. And the only reason they do that is so Isaac then knows who it is. So when he catches him cheating, he knows who it is. Oh, they were spoon feeding, weren't they? They were really have spoon for feeding. Say, this is Mr. Blanchard. I think they messed up. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to, th- you know what I mean? Like if, if you're a writer, it's not hard to connect those dots, but that's that such like a, a continuity weird error, A rare continuity error, but I was mad. I have it in all caps. I had a question about that scene too, because... So he tips him, what was it, like three bucks? Yeah. He's like, oh, he tipped you three bucks, but he didn't pay for the drinks. Are the drinks not included? Because we have seen zero. Bar? Good yeah. question, buddy. We all think it's inclusive? all. We're op- operating under the fact that it's all inclusive. And, That's what I would assume. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, these guys are even more all inclusive because we know they're on there for free because she's given the lecture. That's true. So maybe that off, was a generally. joke that missed. Maybe. Oh, good but, joke. Yeah. It is weird because you think yeah. you would know, oh, hey, that's Beverly's. And Beverly is $3 a bad tip in 1977 on two free drinks? I thought about that too. I was like, what's what's three bucks in 1977? Like, I mean, a dollar a drink is not terrible. Eight bucks? Yeah. like Because I almost think five's too much in my limited knowledge. Five seems to me too much for that. Four seasons. Yeah, five's a, like four, but then four, it's like, well, it's maybe five today is a, that's a good one. But five still seems a bit rich for me. For a tip or a drink? No, no, no. For the for a tip on two drinks. Oh, I, I think you five. give a five. On a free drink? On a free drink, that's a five. Oh, yeah. on a free drink. Yeah. You know what? If it's a free, you're absolutely right. Free drink five. I, I agree. Two yep. free drinks, five. I mean, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Depends okay. though. Are you hanging out there all night? You just in there for a well. Drink? He's trying to get his wife drunk. He's very clear about that. So yeah, you tell her. Are, are we on a boat? Or are we at Oscars? Well, I mean, we never paid three dollars at Oscars for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> yeah. He wants to get her liquored up so he can mount her like a werewolf, as as he Make clearly has passionate love. And like the longer he doesn't get her, the higher his pants get in every scene, just like an inch at a time. He's, he's, he's going to take his an neck. hour a walk. If this was part two, he'd be nothing but pants. You would just see a belt at the top of his head. Uh, so, the, so, yeah. so, so he's at the bar for what? 30 seconds. This 30 whole seconds. interaction is 30 Not seconds. even 30 seconds. Leggy, he goes back leggy. over, and it is a housewife convention over there. Everywhere. Like, these people just came streaming out to bother. A gaggle. Them. A gaggle. 
Uh, yeah, he waves a drink drink at her, and she didn't even notice. No. So he she's just got you know, ego. Oh, he was, he was like wa- he was really waving it. He's too. clearly the tall tallest person there. Like down. she knows. <laughs> and he told her, "I'm going to get some drinks." So she was just like, "Bye, whatever." Man, I'm going to drink this. Me, I have this uh, phrase that I use with Michelle um, when she's around her family, especially when we didn't live close and she would see them. And I would call it Potter blindness because she would be so excited to see her family that she would just leave me by the side of the road. Basically, she would just (laughs) run over and see her family. That's what this feels like. This woman has like fan blindness. It's just like as soon as she sees anyone paying attention to her and asking her a question, it's just Russ Blanchard. You're out. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Like, I don't so, blame uh, the guy. No, I don't blame the guy. That's no. annoying. I will um, say this. This storyline is what it is. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um, they did a very good job of setting up the... Like, you can make the argument, Mike, like you did, that it probably jumped a little bit. But yeah. ultimately, it's like, here's one example. Here's two examples. Here's three examples. Sure, boom, sure. You know, so... It, it was a clearly thought out, like... Because yeah. of this, thus, that, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Especially because they seem very happy otherwise. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. Although we didn't see them really in another environment other than this until the end, but they were still kind of in that environment. I bet you yeah. she's, uh, I bet you she's a, a bee on wheels at home normally. This is no, nothing. See, I disagree. I actually think she, she's Hungarian. I think she just has a, I think she's one of those people that like she, she likes her job and she doesn't see it. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I agree with that. Uh, nice. That's a good way to do it right there. Because uh, we're both Mike. So it's, you can never go wrong by saying that. Nice. Really? I disagree with both of you, Mike. <laughs> you disagree with terrible. It'll be the last time you're on this show. <laughs> he encounters a pretty young blonde named Peggy. Uh, remarks what a popular wife he has. And R- Russ agrees and offer her offers her beverage. Bev- uh, Beverly's cocktail. Enter you know, kudos two, to, to Peggy. Huh? Yeah. Kudos to Peggy. I know it's the seventies, but you're just literally taking strange booze from a guy you've never met. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Good, good for you. She seemed thing. to be just kind of freewheeling though. She was just yeah. kind of, she was out on the yeah. prowl. Like she knew what's what was story? up. What's her story? She was like, what's the worst that can happen? You're going to roofie me. I kind of, kind of want that to happen anyway. I'm I mean, Peggy. Her actions throughout the episode gave no indication she was worried about getting roofed. <laughs> yeah, her <laughs> virtue was not of the highest. Yeah, no, she was not doing things to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Uh uh oh. Here comes the two elderly women. We're linking stories here. Here we go. Yep. Uh two elderly women who are uh notice Russ keeping company with this young woman who's not Beverly. Walk up and purse smack him. Love it. Yep. Just give me purse smacks every episode. I hope these guys mm-hmm. run everyone. You know what, guys? Let's mm. uh, let maybe give a chance to platonic friendship. Maybe these guys are just old friends catching up over a couple rump columns. Can a man and a woman be friends? I mean, if I had a nickel Damn for it. every time I met a friend over Not a rump the columns. Not on the love boat. Yep. Do you say Tom Collins? Rum Collins. Rum Collins. Rum. Not to be confused with Tom Collins. Not to be confused <laughs> no. with Tom Collins. No. Which, according to my wife, is just rum and sour mix. A little squirt of seltzer water. Oh, so that's why Isaac was able to make those drinks so fast then. Yeah, because he's not 
He's not. He's not making those zombies. He's not making those crazy like twenty-seven ingredients. It ingredient took drink. twenty seconds to read the even, zombie ingredients. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. even make the drink when he mm-hmm. gave it. They didn't show nope, making the there. drink. He was like, just, Rum Collins. Have, was like Mark, there it is. They have two <laughs> of every drink made already. Just under <laughs> under the shelf, they're all pre-made. Yeah. Just imagine like a six-hour-old pina colada. It's just like old, warm. What's the last time somebody bottle? ordered a rum Collins? Like he's blowing dust off that. Midori on the rocks, like just oh, <laughs> dust on it. There you go. One floating in a man's hat. <laughs> just <laughs> awful. Couple ice cubes. Blah, blah. There just, you go. Mm. Our good friend Chef Borges above deck tossing out the kitchen's entire ketchup supply. I thought this was hilarious. What a cool visual a lot gag. Of, lot of um, littering into the sea in this episode. <laughs> well, I felt better. I don't know if the whole intro the confetti into the ocean into the bay and then all oh, the yeah, that's bottles. And yeah, but you, you send a, like a message in a, these, though. We didn't know. But you, I'm but not, if, you know, if somebody sends is, like but, a a message in a bottle, you know, it's the same thing. Some, some Islander in the middle of nowhere is going to like go swimming and, and get a free full bottle of ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Like bonus. those are glass. Those are glass. Bottles. Yeah. Those, those things aren't going to plastic. They're then. washing up all over the Pacific. There's got to be a better way to throw out the ketchup though. Like he should have just, why don't you just throw the whole box out? Right. At, yeah. You at could have the whole fucking, just the whole box. Or... Just yeah. dump it. Like it's, just get rid of this classic what was the Borgia? deal with like sneaking one off. Yeah, he's be- he wanted to get there, caught. Like, it's classic Borgia. He wanted he's to get caught. Like, like, oh, I hope the captain doesn't see me slowly throwing away not even two at a time. One at a come time. on, dude. Yeah, you know the captain loves his ketchup. Yeah. Apparently, he's weird. You know though. he's got he's like weird. a GPS on that stuff. <laughs> and it's just and it's all spite ketchup. It's not even like he wants to eat it. Poor captain and his bottles of spite ketchup. Plus, okay, so you're a scab, you're a fill-in cook. Now you're just throwing away chef, chef, chef. Sorry. See, that's you're how just... the captain got in trouble. All right, that's not how he got in trouble. Well, he called him a short order cook. Yeah, uh, same. I told you I'm pro stooping on this. Fair enough. But you shouldn't be throwing. You shouldn't be taking money away from the boat. <laughs> well, plus, what? If, what if a guest? What if a guest wants ketchup? Yeah, all you're doing is hurting the guest. What if I'm off the boat in a in a temporary worker? I bet you it's not cheap. I bet you a case of of glass bottled ketchup back then was not the cheapest thing in the world either. No. Six no. bucks. Yeah, and oh, six wow. bucks is like six hundred bucks now or <laughs> something like two, that. That's two tips for two rum Collins. Yeah, a, a new car costs seventy three dollars. Uh. Chef Borgia retort says to the captain that he can swim for his ketchup if he wants to disgrace his cooking. Burn. Uh, and then he sort of starts to talk about the challenge of creating food for hundreds of passengers every day. Captain, you know where it's going. Captain Stubing saying, well, it's much more complicated. I was going to be like Freaky Friday. You know, what if we switch places? That would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great for 30 minutes. And, you know, and then you go back. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they had like jumped right into it too. They were like, yeah. they were already like rolling out dough and well, how well, whatever he, else we haven't even potatoes and shit. We haven't even gotten to that yet because he didn't uh, even ask for yeah. the chocolate souffle or anything. Uh, My okay. thing with this is right. how, I'm getting, how I'm getting ahead. I'm getting how ahead. are they not just after a certain amount? Wouldn't the chef like? Have you known chefs coming up that that will? Th- I I've heard stories about chefs throwing things or being. 
wouldn't this chef have taken a swing at Steubing at this point? Mm, a little early in the dispute. As I don't a, really. As a, as a, also, we don't really know their backstory. So. We, but he's guy's presented to be sort of an Italian, fiery, big egoed, true man of true. Southern European descent. Let's say that. I just feel like the, his, his character, he would have smacked Steubing. But also, he has taken the job. So, yeah. Temporary, temporary job. So. I think he's a drama oh, yeah. queen. I mean, he's a. Oh, he's definitely a drama queen. Yeah. For sure. You can't lasso this Mustang. I'll tell you that. I don't think he's going to fight. And also, Stooping's a a Navy man. You don't fight. Like, he'd kick the crap out of Borgia. Maybe that's maybe that's the maybe they were in the Navy together. Like, Borgia's going to stab this guy. Borgia's not going to like Borgia. Well, is Borgia from Italy? He's got that fake ass Italian accent. Sometimes he's from Wisconsin. (laughs) He's from Wisconsin. He's in the little Italy region of Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, it's by Sheboygan. Maybe they're um, together. Hey, Bicker. See, we switched. Julie's hanging out in the ship's casino. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. What you missed a guy? staff member, a new staff member. Stooping oh, has tries I to did. put his ketchup back, and Who it's was too that heavy. Guy? And so Alvin walks by I and gets the job. Oh, yeah. And Alvin, Alvin has a very nice James Brolin in PB's Big Adventure esque beard. I did remember he didn't look like a crew member. No, nope, like he no looked words. like a, a cleanup guy for like Ringling Brothers back in yeah. the day. He didn't look <laughs> like the a 1978 Cubs. He, he, um, he was like Captain's like, yeah. go take this below because that's yeah. where you belong. Yeah. No, no lines for Alvin either, but no. there's another nice staff member. Five so second staff spot. Member of you. I like it. Thank you. Uh, Julie's hanging out in the casino with Jeff, plays one of the slot machines. She urges him to do something. Uh, <laughs> do something. With the wife situation, Make if that's what he wants, that. he's just grumbling how he burnt the bridge and she won't forgive him. Walk away from the slot machine. Seconds later, enter Gail with Doc, plays the same slot machine and wins a jackpot <laughs> on the first try. Who cares? She's about to give what, what are we doing? What I just don't care. I don't I care. Just, I don't, don't care. care. I don't care if you're pointless. I don't care. Like you could never. It's such a again. boring storyline. It's so yes. dumb. It's a way. Do you know what? Just stop. Unplug the camera. It just also, stop. why is Julie still tailing this guy? Because you had the worst. Because she's she's supportive now. She's supportive. And nuts. And little, uh, you know what? The Maybe part. I'm too spiteful a person. But if I start making out with somebody and they're like, "This isn't gonna work," is it? You're not. I'm not hanging out with you at the casino. Oh, I would be. I would dig a hole and stick my head in it. There's no <laughs> way I would ever talk. I would never be seen by that person again. <laughs> I would get extensive plastic you'd be, surgery. I would you'd be never. Crawling, you'd be crawling inside one of those ketchup bottles. <laughs> I'd be hanging in the shadows like that guy did last week. No way, man. I can't do that. Um, There's something about me. all the staff on the love boat that just are drawn to um, really negative. And not healthy. I agree. Yeah, love situations. Yeah. So we're in. True. There's some desperation there. There's some I agree. Desperation. Yeah. There's and again, as we've pointed, all the time without the sea, and you know. But as we've pointed yeah. out, these are ten day cruises. Right. A lot of times they're horned up in day one. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like a three year tour no, that you're exactly. taking. Or are yeah. they going like? Are they going like ten days on? Five days off. I so don't the, know. Um, the Undefined. only the only indication we've gotten was a couple weeks ago 
the captain said, I have a weekend plans to do yeah. something or other. So our thought is you do 10 days, have four off. Something like that. Yeah. Then go back. So that's our, that's our working theory right mm-hmm. now, which can be proven wrong otherwise. Yeah. You right, let's get that up. So uh, during dinner that evening, uh, Beverly, again, it's Beverly Russ storyline. Beverly's regaling about other diners, about various stories, and Russ is just, eating food just rest his head down eating food uh beverly tells captain that she sure loves some chocolate souffle that's a bit of a diva move to go i know it's not i know it's not on the menu but i would love this super delicate dish like why is she giving the captain of the boat her dinner order because her ego is just being stroked so much that she feels like there are waiters we've seen them where's fuck where's where's vince from last week she (laughs) wanted she wanted the captain to get it like, put, come on. Ugh, no wonder this. He was, he was Russ. taking the orders, though. Yeah. Well, he's, so he's a bit of, and maybe this is why he has that TV in his office. He kind of has, like, these housewife tendencies. Like, he was really into Roxy Blue. Now he's really into this advice columnist. Like, he's got some guilty pleasures that kind of come out. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Not captainly? Hmm. Uh, Captain summons Gopher and uh, orders him to make a special request. Gopher returns that Chef Borsh told him where he can shove a special dessert request, which made me laugh. Captain goes in the kitchen, confronts Borgia about this insubordination. He refuses to make the dessert. Insubordinating. I like that. Nice. Good. Uh, Steubing refers to him as a, and I would imagine this is a big insult in the chef community as a short order cook. Like I, I would almost think that that's like saying to a comedian, like you're just not funny. Like that would just be the worst thing you could say. Just kicking him in the, yeah, like, yeah, pretty bad. So Borgia says, look, you better apologize, captain, or it'll be the last meal that I'm cooking aboard this ship. But, he asked yeah. for an apology in writing. In writing. Because, in writing. because be otherwise, writing. this plot will fall apart. <laughs> well, unless you have Gopher call him on the phone and do the impression that he did. Yeah, sure. It's the only thing I can think of. He refuses. They go back. Souffle is a no-go back to Beverly. Uh, Beverly says it's fine. Looks over and Russ is gone. He walked away with old Peggy. But the, the couple from gone the dinner from the, the dinner night before... Table was like, you said goodbye to him, you psycho. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talk about me, 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 me. Like, good, good Lord. Lord, you just need, how about a little self-awareness? Um, Isaac heads <laughs> to the upper deck. Here we go. Just like you said about that scene, to, to deliver a drink, notices Russ and Peggy, uh, and hastily sneaks, bound, sneaks back down the staircase. Like, you know... You know, physical acting by Isaac on this is you yep. can you know he's like, he's Ooh. yeah. Uh, well, we'll, Isaac, we'll, mm. we'll find out. Like it's it's that, and then it's later. Like Russ Blanchard, he's not sneaking around, or he's the worst. Not at all. He's the yeah, worst. He's the worst at sneaking around. What he like doesn't even know what sneaking is. He's like ten feet from his wife. You're right there. <laughs> You're like, within hey, sight line. You know what would be a great and then spot he's just to like hook up? up the stairwell. Like, why don't you go to the why don't you go to the starboard side of the ship? All you got to do is go is, right over there. Who's Isaac bringing these like eight eight ounce like cold beers to? That's true. And it's a softball team. It's a softball team. They're here around the corner. 
But good point, buddy. They're not getting those beers. <laughs> like no. whoever is nope. nobody's beer. getting those super tiny and now warm beers. Yeah, just the worst. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you when he came around when he came out that door and around the corner those little beers. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, look refreshing. I'd take one of yeah. those. Yeah. You know what kind of beer it was? We where's he going? Episodes. I bet you it was a Heineken. Um, Remember, we Heineken? saw the oh, cases the of Heineken being loaded. I was going to say Michelob Light. Yeah. Maybe. I remember Michelob back then had that gold foil. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was always Best. cool. Best beer it's bottle ever. Meister cool. beer bottle ever. Meister Brow's big back around this time. Oh, Meister yeah. Brow was. So was Lowenbrow. Schmitz. Here's the good times. <sighs> Let what, it be yeah. Lowenbrow. Um... Isaac talks to Gopher about what he just he saw Russ kissing another woman. Gopher contorts his face, calls him a rotten creep. But here's Isaac's. Isaac doesn't know anything. Isaac says, well, it's Beverly's fault for neglecting her husband. Like, are you hiding under the bed in the room? Like, what do Isaac, you... I, I said this a couple of weeks ago with the Marie McCormick storyline. Isaac has a TV at the bar where he's watching the show. Everybody. Because he is always informed. <laughs> like, how many... It's like that Game of Thrones, like the birds told me. Like, yeah. what is going on? Like, see, will the seagulls work for you, Isaac? They're Maybe at the end of this whole thing, it's going to be Isaac with a snow globe. <laughs> like, he's he's controlling all of this. It's just, it's just crazy. Uh Oh, and then go for, you know, I don't know what to do. You guys are such busy bodies. Just mind your business. Tell, do something right, else like, on the leave it. And yeah, Isaac's go do like, your job. Right. Go purser. It could be a purser. Go for yeah. uh, Isaac chuckles and says, like, it's a problem for dear Beverly. Oh, for sure. I don't Here we go. Jeff again. Who cares? He's wandering around smoking a pipe. We talked about how weird the pipe thing was. I, I don't like care. seeing Robert Yurt this, like, no no you should be taking down taking down perps come on spencer for hire what, what's going on here man like this we could get any actor to do this why is he doing this well this is this what is we always talk about rule. right where it's like we don't oh, know the if they story. write these things well there's that yeah but then it's also like we don't know if they write these parts way in advance and just whoever's available that week or to your point yeah maybe robert urex like you know what I've been on Vegas. I've been on SWAT. Let me. I need to light it up. Boring as hell for an entire hour. Was he on those shows before this? Yes. Yeah. Well. Well, SWAT. Yes. I don't know about Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. He was on Vegas before that tour as well. So yeah. So So here's and and the thing with this. This could have been Gary Bergdorf in this role. It could have been anybody in this role. It's not a physically dependent. Maybe that'd be a weird combo. But you didn't need this guy in this role. Like I don't understand why. Why are we wasting our bullets? What are we taking a gun and we're just throwing away all our Robert Urich bullets, just throwing them away? We don't even need them. Like, this is not. Well, that's why now I'm really curious when he comes back to see if they really try to go the right great option. Because you're right. He should be taking down boat perps. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so... Yeah. He's Robert freaking Yuri Spencer for hire. Spencer with two S's, by the way. More like Spencer for tired. <laughs> No, I was. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to see. Oh, that's funny. Um, she saw. You know, back to Gail. Who cares? She's sobbing. You know, 
I thought I, she thought she just smelled his tobacco pipe just now, and then and the baby kicked, which is great. Baby, Let's make sure we yeah, really get right. a good a good inhale of that tobacco for the baby. Yeah, yeah get it, get it all in your gale. Um, they just keep they just trying keep to kick you out, man. <laughs> and Doc urges her to call Jeff and inform him that he's going to be a dad. Boom. Hold on. I, I wrote this quote yes, there because I thought it was pretty good. Doc's like, you got a whole jackpot of quarters. Why don't you put some into a phone? <laughs> so way to go, <laughs> that Doc. Was good. That was pretty Truth good. Truth bomb for Doc. Yeah. Doc good. dropping knowledge. Just Doc just getting, just cutting right Doc's to the phone. Doc's just like, uh. I wish I, I wish that they had when like, I ran into shown, you. Could you please go away? Shown the payphone. Yes. Yeah. I you know the whole time Doc's just like her like cut to her like on the phone. Yeah. But but Doc's like you know Gail just you know uh, ballpark like what what are we talking? How long are you gonna be out of commission for? We're talking three months. We're talking four no. months. Like what? No. I just need to know how many ten day cruises until we can you know spend time together with doc like i don't <laughs> i just need a ballpark it's just weird the whole thing's still creepy to me it's so creepy. um beverly's delivering a lecture to her many fans um mm. I, I would love to go back and get a count i didn't i should have done that uh go for notices russ once again yeah like you said russ doesn't give yeah. two craps man yeah. he's within yeah. like what yeah, he's like up Peggy. on the balcony. Yeah, he's like he's overlooking him like a like Sting used to watch them. matches he's in WCW. Them. He's in the rafters. So, so here's the thing. Peggy has her own room, you would assume. Russ, you know if this lecture is between two and three, yeah. you got your own room. You know what maybe is not as inconspicuous? <laughs> it's just the deck right above your wife's lecture. Anyway, or they how about just the other side of the ship? Also, you know what? Side. I get this, the love boat, but you're making out like you're teenagers. Like, I'm trying to enjoy myself in on in the pool or getting a self-help lecture, one or the other, or both. I, ju I <laughs> so. just can't imagine a man, I don't know how old he is, just wants, that. yeah, that's what he wants to do. He wants He's to make out with some girl. Yeah, that's gonna, this that'll, is, that'll check that box. Yeah, this Yay. is a sliver situation. He's into it. He's in the voyeurism of it. And Peggy's just all about the making out. And you're like, oh, great. I get to Peggy's make out like, with Peggy again. Peggy's any porter store. I mean, yeah. Oh, just. And good for Peggy, by the way. If that's so what she is, came on the ship is, to smooch, uh, she checked that box too. Yep. Is is our point of view of the two old sisters? Oh. Just go around smacking everyone. It's a good point. Their purses? Maybe. Maybe they should have climbed Maybe. up the ladder to get to that deck and <laughs> beat the hell out of Peggy. So. That's Home funny. Wrecker. But they never, they never smacked a woman. It was always the guy, yeah. which they is interesting too. Well, who she did they call the sex fiend at the end? Was it Doc. Peggy or was it Doc? Doc. Doc. He was with Doc's Peggy. a sex fiend. Yeah. And that's when she was like, that, I don't know. We'll get to that, I guess. Yeah. Um, Gopher decides to ask Beverly for advice about a witty and charming friend who isn't paying enough attention to her husband. Good Lord, you're a busybody. Um, who's uh, reacting all the time. She's devoting to building a successful career. Um, Beverly says that if this friend has the audacity to spend time away from her husband, she needs to deal with it <laughs> or to suck it up when he turns to another woman for attention. Which, by the then, way, that's terrible. The advice. worst advice. Like, that's what the hell is looking advice. into you, lady? 
here. How about you have a conversation first? It should be called. It's called. It should be called Dear Beverly, who has no self-esteem. That's what it should be called. And apparently has no peripheral vision because now only now does she realize that her husband is scoring up. Just (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) Look up. That's just terrible. Uh, Julie pleads with Captain Steubing, swallows pride, and apologizes to Chef Borgia. Uh, Steubing refuses and says he can handle a kitchen worker strike. Here we go. Enter comedy. This is funny. It's funny. It's funny. This is funny. This is objectively Um, funny. It's funny because it's just they're not doing anything. They're doing everything, but they're not doing anything. It's so bad. They're not going crazy with it. It is just so big things of dough and just. It is putting the potato peels into the soup kettle. Yeah, it's just, just where the garbage yeah, goes. It's all great. Doc and killed you know, a fish. Like it's it's great. It's the director great. was just yeah. like, "Have fun with this. Have fun yep. with this yeah. gang." And it was great. Um, and that kitchen, that kitchen, it's tight. If they're serving, yeah, if they're serving six hundred people a night out of that kitchen, <laughs> everyone gets a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I, I don't. Yeah, I I don't blame Antonio Borga for walking. They have off. a doctor in undue, have a undue doctor circumstances. <laughs> Well, the thing is, he didn't. Those weren't pots and pans he was bringing in. He was bringing in like a kitchen extension to make this thing a little bigger or something. Oh um, it was like, yeah, I've worked in smaller kitchens in Philly basements before. <laughs> uh, a few seconds later, Chef Borgia enters the kitchen looking delighted. Uh, Captain Steubing says he assumes he's here to apologize. Chef Borgia says, in fact, he came to receive an apology. Captain storms out. Chef informs the crew that, hey, if they want him to return to the job, he's going to need that apology in writing. You can Not see the light happen. bulbs going off. You yep. see the light. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, scene. Next scene, Julie's handing Chef Borgia a written apology. Like, wow, yep. we didn't even have anything in between. No. <laughs> uh, forged, forged with the captain's signature. He grins and said he's more than happy to turn to the kitchen. Same time. Same time, so they were like synchronized watches. Isaac hands Captain Steubing a written apology, forged with Chef Borgia's signature. It's like a, a three. Seconds. It's like a three's company plot. It is. Basically. It is. Yeah. Oh and yeah. They, yeah. They all see each other, but they're like, no one can yeah. say anything. Are they gonna? Yeah. Oh, Russ. Back to Russ. <laughs> enters his cabin. Uh, Beverly's typing up her column. She explains that she's in the process of writing to her fans about how she's going to be out of commission for a while. I thought as soon as she said that, that he was just going to leap on her and just like, you know, because that's what this whole thing was about. Uh, so this gonna, ending is nonsense, right? It is nonsense. Thank you. So it is. he gets gets away with cheating. They never oh. even have to talk about it. She Which says, don't tell exact. me. No, she's, yeah, she's she like, said, I don't want to hear the details. Me. She literally says, like, don't confess, don't ever confess. Oof. And then it's the exact same way that the Richard Mulligan Loretta Swit ended. Yes, yes. Just they exactly. reversed the sexes. Yeah. But, like, he gets a free pass. She doesn't want to hear it. Like, she's not even mad. Everybody's cool. I Terrible. think she realizes it was her fault. Yeah, all's well that ends well. It's just it's too neat of a of a like of an ending for the story. It's like oh, it's all wrapped up. Oh, okay. yeah, it's all wrapped very up early now. too. We're still in like Act Three, but it doesn't even like. There's no like, yeah. It it's almost like the the actions that happened were sort of empty because there was no repercussions for any of the actions. Right, like it's you like, know who well, didn't learn a lesson? Rucks. The only lesson Russ Blanchard learned was take more cruises. 
Or, or, yeah, don't pull your pants up so high. You're on camera. <laughs> Good lord, Russ. Um, Chef Borgia's back in the kitchen. Steubing drops in, expresses his relief that everything's back to normal. Here we go. You know what's happening. Tells the chef it was big of him to apologize. And chef Borgia says, as far as he understands, he was the one who apologized to him in writing. They show each other the apology letters. Weren't, weren't. Denying that they wrote the letters, Julie and Isaac declare that they're off to track down the forger, which kind of made me laugh. Yeah. Like, what a cool way to... Um, Borgia yells at Captain Steubing for being in his kitchen. Again, the captain reminds him that the kitchen's part of the ship. He starts to stomp off, and then here comes the captain. Come on, Merrill. Come on, Merrill. He bites the bullet. He's the bigger man. Decides that his he, not, does. That this, he does. He says this dumb feud is, is gone long enough. Yeah. He's got a ship to run. He can't. Come on, man. Apologizes then, to Julian Isaac for who've been eavesdropping, eavesdropping on the conversation. Yes. But sir. then that's it. That's it. They wrapped yeah, it. those two storylines basically up. We're done. Now and we got to deal with this, with this stupid, boring ass pregnancy story. This episode could have ended right here with yeah. this happy grin. They could have hugged and I could have watched the oh, end. There of, was a baby born on the ship. Right. And we could have watched the end of that Andy Griffith movie, a deadly ground <laughs> movie or whatever it was. Uh, um, Gail tells Doc she tried to come in. Let's just wrap up this stupid Smith storyline here. Uh, Gail tells Doc she tried calling Jeff, learned that he's currently on a work trip. Oh, work at Points out that that yeah. checks out, giving that he's a travel agent. Oh, oh, it's all starting to come together. Uh, Jeff tells Julie he's decided to contact Gail to tell her he wants to resume the marriage. She squeals and hugs him, but aren't they? They're kissing again. Yeah, and Gail notices the two of them through the window. Yeah, it was a weird, like, like kind what? of like congratulatory, like because yeah, Julie wanted to get on that thing. That's what's yeah. going on. She, well, she, she did, not, but he she's was not a good friend. Like she's that girl that can't have a dude friend, or she's a great she's friend. Just, Maybe that's how. Depending like, on circumstances, I, yes. Nineteen seventy-seven. I don't know. Uh, I'd have to ask my father. Uh, a few seconds later, she goes into labor. She's beginning to go into labor. She water broke. And funniest Jeff, line of the show, funniest line what? of the episode, I think, was so Robert Urich. They they realize that they're both on the boat. So Robert Urich picks up. Uh, Gail to go into the delivery room, uh, which is funny because <laughs> this, <picks> her up. <laughs> this boat is lousy with wheelchairs, but, but Robert Urich has to drag this pregnant woman in. But unless you're a tennis star, they don't have a right or or your Bill Bixby that <laughs> right right. If you sprain a knee, knee, you can get yeah. Tennis, yeah. Um, the best part is though. So Julie's like, "Can I help?" And Doc was like, "Forget it. I saw you make a salad." That made me oh, laugh. Yeah out loud that's that was line. really good that's a great line that's super <laughs> funny yeah and, and then i thought too like i i've i've had the uh i've been lucky enough to be in a room for two baby deliveries and let me just say that that is in no way a one-man job there's <laughs> a lot to man there's a lot going on well, there was it a is second person wild Who's the second? That was also that was also like Robert Urich. I've I've never been in the room for any baby delivery, but I'm assuming that was got that had to be one of the most mellow, um, yeah, baby deliveries of all time. So, Mike, when Mm. they go when they show the shot, it's Gail on the table, right? It's Robert Urich, it's Doc, yeah, and then there's a a fourth person masked up. 
Is it Vince? Well, I assumed it was Julie, which is really going to make me mad. It was an un- it was unnamed staff because that's the person who like dabs Doc's head at one point. Yeah, like like so they, anybody could do that too. You know so what I mean? It's I assume like, uh, they have a nurse on staff. Even, I really thought it was an appearance. Even yeah, so, <laughs> you still yes. But I mean, I can, I can suspend disbelief. Uh, but it's funny because before the next scene happens, I'm thinking in my head like the comedy of this doctor who we've sort of said, this guy's not a doctor, you know, all this time now it's on him. And can you imagine it's one of those, like, I'm going to walk on a baseball field. I've never, you know, I maybe swung a bat as a kid and and first swing, you hit a home run. Like the chances aren't funny. I thought it was funny. And this has happened a few times with us already. Mm. They kind of did the bit we did about is doc a real doctor. They totally did. The captain was sweating. It wasn't about like, I hope the baby's all right. It's like, I hope right. Doc doesn't like kill somebody. Right. Like, is he a real doctor? This <laughs> guy that we've been entrusting our medical care for him with. Like... Um, the yeah, ending was okay. funny. It was uh, payoff, yeah. the payoff was pretty good. The payoff was good. Um, yeah, they're wondering if Doc is is actually a real doctor. If he's ever delivered a baby. Stubing enters, also expressing anxiety about Doc's medical credentials. <laughs> Just like you said, everything we thought inside the exam room, Doc urges Gail to push one last time and announces it's a boy. The crew looked very relieved. <laughs> Pat like, yeah, he's probably a real doctor. Um, How many people do you think were waiting at the bar for a drink and couldn't get one because Isaac's in the waiting room of the, of the delivery room? <laughs> It's well, it is it is. I would imagine they have a backup bartender. Like Isaac's think not so, bud, but we never see a backup we never bartender. Ever. Well, we saw like we saw like servers, right? Like there well, were like, uh, oh, you think Vince. Alvin, waiters, Alvin, Alvin, Vince. the guy that comes Alvin, from Alvin. behind, you know. Well, I'll just we learn now. They're like inspecting the make sure that all the little like chef yeah. hats are on the lamb rack bones. <laughs> up until he's like, who doesn't do anything? He's like, all right. Good to go. Up until last week when we learned about uh, Deputy Captain, mm. I would have been worried about the boat just running into a reef or something, but at least we know that's safe. In theory, the boat drives itself, apparently. It's all computers. You just I mean, plug it into the computer. Uh, yeah. So now we're, we're wrapping up. It's that scene. So as this episode's passengers begin to depart, Doc runs into Peggy. Yep. And says, how is it that we didn't hook up? Now, this was odd to me. So he ushers her to the side, and I'm thinking, w- this is like looking for a date outside of like the departing flights in an airport. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. why would you do this? It just doesn't make yeah. sense. You got a whole doc just spent 10 days in. walking around the pregnant woman. That's why. He's, got a, he's all stressed yeah. out and he's back up. Some stress. Yeah. Well, he's ready finally after the twins. Right. Maybe he the best thing it. is that Gail was pregnant, you know, for his own yeah. sake. Also, Doc is kind of a creep. He yeah. has he's, uh, he's just trying to hook up with whoever. He it just really, gets a little it, it kind of felt like because I, I really thought for a second I really thought for a second it was a course correction. They were like, okay, Doc's been too creepy. We gotta uncreep him. And then this no. this was clearly like, oh, don't worry about it, fans. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Doc's he's still, still just as creepy. creepy. <laughs> don't yeah, it was a, it was yeah, it was interesting. He's grabbing a girl. 
from the gum magazine section of the what checkout line. What is going on, dude? Good lord. Uh, here we see the two elderly dear Beverly fans witness this and chide him for being a sex fiend. Sex fiend, which was great. And then Yoki Peggy's like, dark. oh, I wish I would have met you. There you go. <laughs> uh, Beverly and Russ thank Gopher for a fun cruise, and they go upon their merry way. Captain Steubing tells Chef Borgia he can sail with him any time, that he loved the chocolate souffle. Chef Why are these Borgia, guys great friends now? It's just, like, I understand... You yeah. can, they got to they got to turn so far the you other way. You have know? reached a a comfortable working environment. Why are you besties now? You know what well, tension, almost... tension and 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 these these problems they bring people closer together. But it's almost like I feel like the more realistic outcome would have been like, all right, let's just agree to disagree. I don't yeah. like you, you don't like me, but we I'll have never to work step together. foot on my ship just, again. Right, need, your kitchen's inside my ship. They need to bring him back. He's gonna go. Oh, he's gonna come back. Well, I don't know. We're Chef Borga oh, no. is not. He's, We're... and I don't know this because I've seen like you know every episode of him, but he's he's coming back. I hope so. We're, it's only uh, nineteen seventy seven. We're over. We're over. Chef returns. Yeah, so for Chef far, returns. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, Chef Borga. Like, happy days at seventy seven. Well, let me just yeah. say this: is, is at least this chef had a name. The first chef was unnamed chef. He didn't even, they didn't even chef. give him a name. Yeah. Yeah. Chef Borgia beams at the compliment and jokes that ketchup was a key ingredient in the souffle. <laughs> yeah, Jeff. This episode sponsored we, by ketchup. No kidding. Heinz and Hunts. Like all the cat soup. Cat soup. Spelled with a C and a K. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, tells Ga- Jeff tells, tells Gail he's coming home so they can resume, so he can resume being her husband. I apologize. And start being a father to their son. They smooch while the crew is sort of like ooing and aahing over the newborn. That's not a newborn. But then I was like, that well, baby there's was probably huge. limited. Yeah, th- there's got to be like days were. How many days were in between the birth and them leaving? One or two, not many. <laughs> not that less than know. a week. But Tanya so noted I, that I was, she was like, "That baby is gigantic." Well, I think there's just a, a limited am- availability of actors like around one month, like there's not a big pool <laughs> just, but immediately I think of that, that, uh, that, that bad guy in Bugs Bunny. Remember when he went as a baby? Oh, I always, baby that's where Huey? My brain goes. Yeah. The baby. Huey. <laughs> uh, Gail. Thanks doc for the safe delivery. Well, Jeff, thanks Julie for being such a great marriage counselor. Really? Yeah. Really? Thanks for being so bad at kissing Julie that I went back to my wife. Also, you know what? <laughs> they never got into what their original problems were. But you know what? Those problems have not no, been solved. No, they did. He cheated on her. Did they actually? He didn't. Say though. He just said he left and then moved right. in with. He said family. he shacked up with somebody this else. What I that have. doesn't Let's necessarily see. mean cheating. It I think, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's it. And we wrap. I mean, he's you know. We wrap up. Jet's kind of a shitbag, but whatever. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's travel agent. You know, I'm traveling all the time. Shit. Point is, I don't think that's going to work out. No, there it's are not some problems, out. unresolved problems that you're going to have to do. Yeah. Good for good for Jeff for going back and making a, a go of it, but or saying yeah. he was going back to make a go of it. What's he going to do? The baby's right there. He's going to well, go, nah, girl. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, jump off the they boat. Ended up like, oh my god, I can't believe we ended up on the same cruise yeah. together. Oh, uh, maybe his whole to plan. 
maybe his whole plan was to hook up with Julie and stay with Julie, and then it was just such a bad kiss. He got all wrapped up in smoking his pipes, yeah. and he just lost track of time. Maybe he has no taste buds because of the pipe smoking. I don't, I don't have a sense of smell. There it's you go. Quite I feel like Julie is not a good kisser. Um, we've only really seen her kiss one person, right? Did she kiss? Yeah. Oh, she kissed Buddy Stanfield too. She did so, kiss too. Buddy Stanfield. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. That is a uh, that's a wrap for season one, episode ten. All right. Um, so King of the Mountain. This this is definitely not the best episode of Love Boat. Um, this has one. I think I I enjoyed the Borgia storyline more than I probably thought I would. It was stupid, but it was fun. Stupid. It was well executed. Stupid. Um, and I really liked the kitchen scene. That was really funny. Um, the the Blanchard storyline was fine. They ended it kind of weird. And the third storyline, I think we all agree kind of sucks. So this is definitely not better than the current champion. Still episode five. Yeah, I agree. I can, I mean, you hit all the points that I was going to hit episode five is superior in every way imaginable. This, this one doesn't even come close. If, if, if we were talking Olympics, this is not even a bronze medal winning. No. And it really, it really does highlight episode five. The one thing I remember about it is we get further away. We're probably going to forget more of the specifics of it. But yeah. one thing I remember is it's probably the only one we've seen that had three quality storylines. We loved each. Yeah, I agree. And and this one. Well, let me ask there. you then: Was the strongest storyline in this episode on par with one of the one of the storylines in our favorite episode so far? I think you can make an argument that the Borgia storyline was one of the better wacky comic relief storylines that we've had. 100%. So yeah, that would have fit in, but gotcha. That makes sense. I I'm, I 100% agree with you on that. Yep. Captain of the week, buddy, who did you think, uh, or what did you think was the best part of this episode? Oh, easily the, uh, the captain versus the Borga conflict there that, yeah, I think that, I mean, obviously for me, being the chef, uh, I thought it was most intriguing. The other two were, well, I don't know. They were okay. Yeah. I like, thought they should have gotten a little bit more into that one. But Yeah, they definitely wrapped up those other ones early, which was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say for me, at the, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, it, it, would, it would be the, um, instead of picking an individual, because I would just go with Chef Borgia. I think the entire Chef Borgia storyline is really the hero of this episode because without it, this would have been a really, really bad, bad episode. It might have been the worst episode. It right. might have been the worst episode anyway. Like he yeah. kept it afloat. Glad I could that. be here. Oh, there you go. Mm. <laughs> um, so originally, originally I was going to give it to Steubing, but since we're kind of focusing on the same storyline, I'm going to I'm gonna go to my second choice here. I'm going to give it to Russ Blanchard. Um, I think that he, uh, well, here's the thing. Russ Blanchard didn't want to go on the cruise, made his objections quite clear, uh, had to ha- sit through a couple crappy dinners. And he then was say like, why, too. It wasn't just like, I don't want to go for the sake of not going. Right. He explained it. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And then he was like, cool, free pass. I'm out of here. And then had zero comeuppance at the end. So good for you, Russ Blanchard. You're the winner this week. Made, Russ yeah. Teflon Blanchard. Yeah. Good Lord. Plus, he's got plus his... he also he also gets to go on vacation for like three more weeks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And he's not the breadwinner. 
which means he's a kept man. And yeah. as we pointed out, dapper dresser. So very dapper. Mike, walk man. the plank this week. What's the worst thing? The Smiths. All of the Smiths on this boat are the worst thing. Yeah. I don't even want to give it anymore. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. Smiths in Bloody. general. Uh yeah, I have to agree. It's kind of I don't know. I thought she was her character was weak from the beginning and the whole storyline was just kind of boring. Yeah, the, the 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 misappropriation of Yurik was really really not. And then like familiar. trying to tie them together yeah. as like not like uh, just kind of I'm gonna go, I'm going to go with the never confess resolution for the Blanchard storyline. I think it's a lame way to do it, one, but the fact that they've now done it twice in ten episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, we had a similar yeah. one earlier, just the, the genders were switched. Yeah. And hmm. it's it's kind of a, a cop-out to the storyline. I'm not saying you have to get into it, but I'd almost rather you not know than this weird, like, I know, but if we never talk about it. It's a very it's a very 70s thing, right? Just bury like it. You needed this yeah, to move guess, on. Right. Like, it's a weird, like, yeah. no, you don't. You could tell it's a very male-driven, like, that's a male-driven story. No yeah. woman's going... Yeah, I'm gonna tell me about it. Write that. That's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, all right. all right, that's our totals and our recap for this week. All right, plugs. Uh, you can email us at theloveboatproject at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, uh, the Loveboat Project, at Loveboat Project on Twitter, the Loveboat Project on Facebook, the Loveboat Project on YouTube. New episodes set sail every other Monday. Any uh, final words? Any uh, anything left to say before we hop off the boat? No? I, yeah, uh, I, 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 go birds. Go birds. That's true. Go birds. I uh, I definitely think this was probably the biggest example of an episode that I liked even less the second time I watched. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't put this one on your playlist. It's funny because I, I go in with the Damn. expectation that I'm going to enjoy it. But this one. Uh, yeah. Real snooze. Yeah. But next we'll week's see. Christmas. That's right. Special oh, episode. Awesome. coming. I love Christmas episodes. Hey buddy. Thank you so much for joining us, giving us that chef insight and uh, spending a couple hours with us talking about a 45 year old TV show. So I really yeah, do appreciate your time. Thank you guys Mike. for getting me into a 45 year old TV show. I want to go. I want to go watch uh, watch episode five now because I want to know what it's fantastic favorite episode is. It's really really good. Um, hey Mike, thank you very much again, um, and we will see you next time on the Love Boat Project. Rudy, tooty, fresh and fruity. <laughs> we're and we're. <laughs>